everybody. What's going on? How's it going? We are back for an offerings podcast. Uh, we got with us today our buddy Kirby, man. What's up? What's going on? Second guest keeping this shit rolling. Uh, we're going to be talking today at, at some point. At some point, we're going to be talking about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Multiple. Multiple. We're going to hit on a few of them. The main, uh, the main ones. Uh, yeah, which is uh, Kirby. That's like your big... Your big fucking franchise. It's my thing. I've been in uh, Texas since I was probably about ten years old. It was my the first horror movie I got into. I was real scared of horror before I ran into Texas and kind of made me appreciate horror and got me into um, you know a lot of cool shit that's still in my life today. So. Fuck yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It's a big thing for me, so I was really happy that you asked me to do this. So, um, yeah, never done a radio show before, but um, this is a, a perfect <laughs> leeway into my radio career. <laughs> You'll be a DJ in no time. Yeah, I'm the yeah. fucking riff, dude. <laughs> Dave and Chuck and Curb. Dave, Chuck, and Curb from Maui. Yeah. Who was that dude who fucking from the riff? Arthur P. Arthur, Arthur P. P. He, like every they let him like fucking host it from like Hawaii. Yeah, he's always drunk. Dude, yeah. Arthur P. He's <laughs> always handsome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking yeah. We all grew up with Arthur P. Oh fuck yeah. R.I.P. Arthur P. Even though he's not dead, he's just not on the radio anymore. <laughs> no. But, but he, uh, yeah, he's a big deal. It's Maui time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Stoked to have you, um, and I'm excited about what we're talking about tonight. Fuck uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw. Fuck yeah, man. Yes. Um, What's everybody been up to? Go ahead, Kerb. Uh, shit, just working, fucking doing the girth thing, playing. Uh, we haven't been playing as many shows lately, but been writing a lot. We got um, a bunch of songs already recorded that um, we're finishing up. Doing the vocals on this week. Fuck yeah. They recorded last year with Jim from Deterioration. And then we got uh, about 10, 11 new songs we've written, too, that we got us to record everything. And that'll... We got three splits for the last recording, and then this will be one split and a full 7-inch. to be our first first, uh, release just with us. We've done a bunch of splits. We did a, our first demo, and then we've done splits for the last five years. Oh, yeah. So it'll be our first solo release. Just liked about. And then after that, we're writing for our... Uh, we do a full-length 12, too, right after that. But, yeah, just doing that. We're going to actually... We're doing some stuff, too. We're going to Cali in a few weeks, playing uh, LA Speed Fest. Yeah, and, sweet. Yeah, playing Phoenix, playing uh, San Diego... With uh, it was actually set up by um, Sam Hits from Creature Skateboards and the Larb, which I'm really stoked on. He's a big, big fan of his for a long time, so that was cool that he set up our show with Deterioration down there. And then yeah, we're playing Speed Fest right after that, which is our buddy Martin from Valvesters. He uh, we played there. His he does that fest every year. We played there two, three years ago, and. Um, it's really one of the fucking highlights of our career, I think. So it's cool to come back, and we're gonna we're had 
landing the fest with us and deterioration couple skates with your car a lot of the midwest homies going out there to do that so that is seriously turning into a midwest fest yeah yeah, it's, pretty yeah much. we're i don't know we're taking over fucking see this is where when i see the arguments pop up i'm like oh fucking what grinds better fucking west coast midwest it's fucking midwest <laughs> it seems yeah, like they're like all the midwest bands take over everywhere yeah yeah, Midwest I, is killer. I hate getting into the the yeah, who's better and this and that, but you know Midwest has always got it going on. West Coast has got cool shit too. Oh, they got some like, killer bands. You know bands like Volva, all the OG shit, the Screeching Terror, Stapled Shut. I mean, uh, huge power band scene over there. Bands like Cave State. You know, really, uh, they got a lot going on out there, and even fucking. You know, East Coast has some shit here and there too, but really, I mean, Midwest always has a lot of my homies and a lot of just my favorite bands in general. Yeah, we've a lot of us are always touring and we're always doing shit, always putting out releases. Got a lot going on, so it's it's cool to see Midwest homies doing shit everywhere. And but for the record, there's cool bands everywhere. So I mean. No, there yeah. is. It's just it's, it's, it's just funny when the argument comes up, people kind of get into it, and you kind of start thinking like, overall, and you kind of pick a side. It's, no, not, even, yeah. it's not even like picking sides. Like lines in the sand, picking sides. Was, it's just you kind of like, yeah, these. You know where I'm going to side, man. I oh mean, yeah. If I have to pick and choose, man. I mean, yeah. You got bands Nakai, Deterioration, um, you know, Pizza I Five, even though they're not around anymore. Um, bands that have popped out from those bands, you know. Um, Sophia Carter, mm. we got, you know, that was a real cool thing. Isaac moving down here from Edmonton and mm-hmm. starting a bunch of cool bands and cool scene in Dayton. And then, you know, we, you know, there's a lot of, you know, cool, a lot of good bands coming that have came out of the Midwest and they're still doing shit. Like Mellow Harsher, you know, still, they still, still doing shit. And, that band um, live. Love them or hate them. A lot of people hate them because they're, you know, 30 minutes of stage I, banter. I love them. 10 minutes of music. I love them for that, honestly. One of my favorite bands to see live, for yeah. sure. Uh, we played with them once in Lima, and it was fucking a blast. Yeah. Hell yeah. It yeah. was just a fucking fun night all around. I've seen them, I don't know, five, six times, something like that. They're always... Their, their stage banter is the funniest things I've ever heard in my life, and then they're, they grind harder than anybody else, too, so... Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for me. I don't. I, I love fucking them joking around. A lot of people are just get sick of it and shit. But I'm, I'm into it for sure. Dude, that's the thing with that band. You know what to expect. Oh, so yeah. you you know it's coming. You know it's going to be there. So I mean, you can't have the mindset of oh just fucking play music. And that's kind of part of their shit. That's that's part of them. Yeah, I mean uh, Jim from Deterioration was going to put out a live. Um, of just their banter? Of just their banter. Fuck! That needs Which, to happen. Like, nice. I thought that was a great idea. Like, it's a horror. That's a fucking go. Piss people off even more. One and two. Like, I, I, I just enjoy that stuff. That's an amazing it's idea. hilarious to me. Like, it's all, it's have all it, good dude, in my book. Have it be a split. And then the first part's just the banter. And then they just do a quick song at the end. Yeah. And that's it. So that's their side of the split. That's their live album. One of the best bands to play a show with too. If they're 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 always 
they're a trip from the moment they enter the door to the moment you leave or they leave. They're they're fucking. You got a million stories and just like oh, always a good time. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, yeah, fuck yeah, Midwest grindcore, punk, everything, core grind. Yes. What are you, Steve? What have you been doing? Oh, me. Um, just uh, living the dream, dude. Got my cats that I hang out with every day. Um, I don't know, working, you know, the same. Nothing. Uh, I bought some Uriah Heap tickets. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna go see Uriah Heap. Uh, that's that's about it, man. My dad likes that band a lot. Yeah, they're sweet, dude. I, I haven't gotten them, but they got a cool name. Yeah, you're right, Heap. Um, and then other than that, like uh, just heavy riffs and uh, bloody movies. That's about it, man. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, how about you, Jer? Oh, man, I don't know. I think I've touched on the work thing because that's pretty much the work thing. My name came up as uh, possibly somebody going to India. Yeah, you told me about that, man. To That's help, cool. To like continue training with our India sector, whatever you want to call it. Okay. My boss was like, would you be interested in going there? I'm like, for work? Yeah. I'm like, if, if it was vacation, probably not because it's super hot and fuck that. Right. <laughs> like, I don't like Florida. Right. But that'd be cool, though, for work. Like, yeah, dude, fucking all paid for for two weeks. Just got to go fucking that'd be right. work and just train people over there. Mm-hmm. It's cool checking out different cultures always, man. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Maybe, like, when, and checking out different shit. And when she fucking brought up that it was like kind of getting brought up, they're going to do another trip to India. Yeah. I was like, man, is there any sweet like bands I could check out while in India for two weeks? Like, I don't know if my company would let mm. me like stray that far away from like probably them. Yeah. But I'm like, I'd check out as much as I fucking could. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there's some sweet Indian punk out there. I don't, I don't know. I would imagine. It'd there's a sweet. lot of people there. I'm sure some of them like Fuck punk. yeah. There's probably some cool shit there. You never know, man. She was like, I'd love to see what they thought of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> she like, how I dress, this is how I go to work. Like, my bosses don't care. They're like, oh, I'd love to see what they thought of you. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Right. I'm like they're they're not going to be dicks to me if I'm working for the same company they are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just working then, pretty much. Pretty much, that's all I've been doing. I've been playing my guitar for for my own my own self since I'm not in any bands right now. Yeah, that's about it. That's cool. Um, Kirby, what have you been jamming, dude? Anything new? I, old I, I've i been jamming let's see lately I've been jamming a lot of um 90's Euro pop some real McCoy there you go um some uh getting into that since I went on tour with Heinous one of the guitar player from Heinous was busting out some real Hard 90s Euro pop, and I've kind of been really into it the past six months. So there's been that, and then as far as metal goes and, and grind, um, 
just always up on the new deterioration sulfuric cautery. They've been putting out a lot of shit. Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, sulfuric cautery. Fucking Headless Death from Australia. Mm-hmm. They um, are coming out. I don't know if it's out yet. There's a new tape. And they put out like the first half of the tape on YouTube. And that's really insanely good. Um, I'm stoked. We're doing a split with their the drummer's other band. They're called Pregnancy. It's a Gorgrind band. We're doing a f- split four-way. It's us, Hemdale, um, them, and uh, Headless Death. So, and they sent me the Pregnancy tracks because I had heard them before. And holy shit, man. They're... It's some of the craziest Gorgrind I've heard in a long time. So check out, um, look out for Pregnancy, Headless Death, Incinerated. Those are three of the Australian bands that have been popping up recently. They're fucking really insane. They got a split with Sophia Cotter, too. Incinerated does. And uh, so, yeah, just pretty much, yeah, the usual. Um, yeah. Midwest core grind and grind core shit, and then yeah, I've been digging the Euro pop a lot. A lot of uh, Vanga Boys. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah. Real McCoys. Real McCoy is a lot of Real McCoy. <laughs> they, they, they yeah. Labouche too, but Labouche. Yeah. Real McCoy, man. It's some real good tracks. Runaway. Um, yeah. That's cool. So, um, I can dig that, man. What uh, what have you been jamming, Jer? Fuck. Um, I was fucking jamming that Dahmer. I got the fucking uh, studio sessions discography. So nice. just all their studio sessions work. Nice. I got it from uh, what was it Grind Planet? The dude from uh SMG label or distro that he ran. It's like Grind Planet Records or some oh. shit. Fuck, got it from him. And yeah, then Dammer uh, fucking rips, man. Yeah, Dammer fucking rules. I fucking we we did we did, we cover one of their songs. Forgetting the name right now. It's been a about a year or two, but uh, yeah, they're me and Austin really dig Dammer a lot. Fucking really great band. Oh yeah, and then uh, <clears throat> I was actually looking for the tape for Will, the Grim Butchery tape to send to him, mm-hmm. which I only have the split. With, we did with Contorture. Contorture. So when I found it, I started jamming it, and I've been jamming the fuck out of that Contorture side. Sweet. Fucking uh, Swedish all-girl, uh, like, hardcore G-beat punk band. Fucking pissed. The side that they did with, uh, with us it, on that yeah. is fucking phenomenal. It's great. Yeah. I love it, dude. Fucking the song Punk is Just a Pastime, which is basically just about, like, people who claim to be punk, but they have, like, normal friends and, like, normal jobs. And they only do punk on like the weekends. Oh, right on. Like, ah, oh, this fucking song is pissed. Uh, then I got a. I've been jamming the Concrete Socks Doom like live in Italy in '89 bootleg tape I got, which is fucking phenomenal. And then um, Contrast Attitude, been jamming the fuck out of that. I got their. Uh, they got a lot of stuff out, but I've been jamming their like '99 demo. Okay. Which is just fucking like, kind of like raw punk, DV punk. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, That's pretty much what I've been jamming, dude. Yeah. I'm still listening to Somber. 
myself. I mentioned it on the last uh, podcast. It's my friend Bob. It's a one-man funeral doom project, and it's really good. Um, it's like at- atmospheric funeral doom. Uh, I've been jamming that, and uh, this is like no surprise, but Vulture. I don't know if you've ever heard Vulture. No, what's, what's they're Vulture? fucking sick, dude. They're a thrash band, dude. Um, the album, it's an EP called Victim to the Blade, and it's like a nod to like really, really super early Slayer. And like, I don't know, what would you describe Vulture as, dude? The best Slayer. Vulture, they have like. Uh, they, they, there's like thrash in there. New album. Fucking new album in there. Uh, just I'm just going to say this. With Vulture, I would want to see a nuke Vulture show. Yeah. Okay. That's They're like. Fucking sweet. We'll, I'll play them for nuke, you later, Kirby. Nuke fucking rips. So yeah. Anything nuke new would go dude. well with. I'm, I'm down with. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Um, speaking I'll, of yeah, local shit. Yeah. That. I know you had Mike on at the last one, Acid Witch. That 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 album, I've been definitely bumping a lot in the past few months since it's been out. Since, yeah, since uh, Halloween, and yeah, that album's a real ripper. Mm-hmm. And every track on that album, I'm I'm really down with. And uh, yeah, it's good to good to always good to see another Acid Witch Acid Witch release. They're uh, they're always they're always the shit. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, nothing bad from them. Yeah. There's just been nothing bad from them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. since uh, you actually showed me them a few years ago, they've been one of my favorite bands. I've actually got the pleasure to take them on tour in my van, and they've been the coolest dudes to tour with, and I love yeah all the shit they put out, and all really nice dudes, and fucking uh, live records everything they they fucking kill it so oh yeah yeah um i've also been jamming shit life grave shitter yeah just waiting for uh yeah new uh new shit life is coming out soon um fucking stoked about that yeah they're the they're the fucking they've been holding it down for michigan grind longer than anybody they before Mm -hmm. us before lieutenant dan They've, they've, uh, Zach and Chris are the reason that I know about heavy music. They're, they got me into shit like Mortician and, and, you know, uh, Living Creation and, Sweet. you know, uh, fucking Last Days of Humanity, everything, you know, everything that, that has inspired me to play the music I play. You know, Chris and Zach have gotten me into over the years. And, yeah, that, that album, Grave Shitter, yeah, came out a year ago. I think a few days ago. It's been a year since it came out. Yep. And all that material is, is you know, three years older than that. Yeah, they've been playing It those, took forever to, to for release that. And, dude, the, that album still, mm. those songs are, are fucking timeless. And the new shit, too, is is... Ten times insane. Yeah, be looking out for their the new shit. We actually have a split um, lined up with them. Um, yeah, Girth Shit Life split. That's already recorded up. They we're still waiting on their tracks, but that'll be coming out in the next year or so. And then they've actually they've actually uh, me and Chris were talking about me playing bass for them. Hopefully, 
So once I get my shit together and get some time, hopefully I can play some bass for those dudes. Fucking play some fast-ass grind. Those dudes are fucking be real cool just do, playing a band with those guys. I've known them for a long time, and I fucking would learn a lot from them just being in a band with them. So that's one thing. And two, just chilling, like having a good time. They know how to fucking have a good time. They're, they're not about any bullshit. They're right. Cool-ass dudes, so... They're seriously all about just fucking hanging out. Yeah, they don't get yeah, in, they, they don't get in any party, type of fucking drama. Have a good time. Yeah, two of the chillest dudes ever, and, and most like fun to be around dudes ever. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, finally, I've been jamming PLF. Oh, dude, yeah, I, uh, I love uh, that you got into that band. I fucking love that band. One of my so much, favorite, man. you know, I would say top three grind bands. Oh, dude, and I own I own everything they they fucking put out and. Uh, me and Dave are good, are good buddies. Um, Brian too. I've, we've hung out a few times. Insane. Their their band. Nobody is on a level like PLF is. They have been killing it and constantly killing it for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Good. I'm glad you're you've gotten into them. They're it took it took a long time, but like when I actually sat down to like listen to PLF, dude. And that was all Zach. Zach from shit like yeah, like recommended. Yeah, he's I, he's, I he's, he's real close with them too, with Brian especially because they're they're both in Phobia together, mm-hmm. or they're they're both were drummers for Phobia and been toured together in, in the past. And yeah, man, uh, that's Chris actually got me to peel up. We saw we went to Maryland Death Fest. I went separately. I went with a homie, and he went with Zach. It was funny. We were like got in line to get into Maryland and fucking Chris was like three dudes in front of me and I'm like <laughs> Chris and he's like he turns around and he's like oh what's up dude like fucking what's up you want to fucking chill and shit I'm like yeah dude like we're fucking here the whole weekend fucking and he like he actually put me on to a bunch of good grind bands and b- good bands that were playing that year that I didn't know about you know PLF was that was that number one band he told me about and they fucking blew me away. And they're like, I got real in a grind right after fucking I went to that Maryland. And seeing PLF Live, that was fucking insane. And then saw them a few years later in Maryland again. They're fucking ripped. I fucking uh, actually played a show down in Texas that Dave set up for us, the guitar player. And he, like, fucking hooked up the best show for us down in Houston, like, Tons of people there. He hooked us up with money before and after the show. Cool Free food. Oh, he right bought on. like all of our fucking merch, man. Totally, really nice dudes. Really fucking awesome band, and we just played with them in uh, Dayton a couple months ago. Anti Music Fest. Anti Music Fest tour the fuck Sweet. up. Yeah, man. I fucking I PLF and is definitely in my top three bands i can never decide what's which was like my favorite one but yeah they're always up there so dude what i when i think of like grind like shit i want to put on that always got like what kind of what i'm sound or go to like, like what, go what to grind what, what i always think of like what, what what sound of grind do i want do i want like just like blur type of shit or fucking like whatever but when i when i think of just wanting like thick crushing on point grind yeah that's like fast as fuck yeah, front to back, it's like PLF. Dude, hands down. Because their shit's fucking like, their recordings are fucking thick and heavy, 
and it's basically just like thrash riffs. Oh, dude. oh yeah, it's grind total it thrash. It's dude, they thrash grind fucking blew me away, dude. Like I was hooked instantly. Like yeah. I was like, dude, these guys are no fucking joke, man. They're 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 boss of the wall. They're catchy as fuck. They're just thrash as fuck. Fucking heavy as fuck like, too. Yeah, like um, there's there's nobody does it like they do it. They're they've they've really. They got their own thing going on. They carved out their own fucking spot in like, yeah. the community. Yeah, they've and they've been doing it. They're always doing it. They're they're always. It's another band that's still always you know at least touring a little bit, playing shows. Maybe you know. not doing like full tours, but they'll come they're, out to do a show. Yeah, they're like, they're, do you want us to come I mean, out and do a show? They're not, yeah, full time. They both are got full time jobs and and are parent. You know, I know Dave's the dad, and um. So they got shit going on too, but really fucking awesome dudes. Really, f- no, if like you were saying earlier, like like kind of go to or go to grind. Just like if I'm ever like brain dead and just like oh, I just want to listen to some grind, but I can't think of any fucking bands right now. I'm just like oh, well, PLF's the first thing will come to my mind every time because it's it's a, it's a go to band. You just it's you're never you can't go wrong. No. We throw them on. There's nothing bad. There's no weak recordings. Like there's nothing no. that was rushed out. Like everything's fucking like. Tight. Some some of their earlier stuff is a little rougher. Like when they had Frank on drums. Still not bad. All all of their recordings are still good. Even their earlier, um, um, more lo-fi or rougher recordings. All the material is still there. Still good. They definitely fucking went into a huge chain into a little bit of a chain when they got Brian to play drums and it went way more into the thrash grind um, thing but it was all for the better I think like they all the stuff with that they're doing that they've done with Brian has been insane and like I love the, all the old peel off with Frank too but but I think they've gone in the direction they've gone in the past since they've got Brian, and it's been way more thrash grindy, way faster, way more on point. I think it's the recordings have sounded a lot better. Yeah, and I, I like where they're at, and and they got new shit constantly coming out. So they got, I know they got some new stuff coming out soon that was recorded a couple of years ago, but they just wrote some new songs too. So mm-hmm. more peel off the better. So can't wait. Like I'm totally on point with like lo-fi recordings, but I agree that where they're at now, they've gotten better they've grown on yeah they've grown on what they were when they were doing like the earlier recordings right and that's no no disrespect to the the early stuff because that stuff still rips i i just found today when i was looking actually through my texas dvds uh, i found the my plf it's like the discography from the start of the band till 2006 and if all that stuff riffs all that stuff all the old stuff even the more lower five stuff still is fucking. They're all fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's what I've been jamming. Um, on the way over here, the car ride over, I listened to Moss. So you got like a quarter of a song, maybe, on the way here. A song and a half. I uh, it, it was uh their newer stuff, so they're not like. 40 minutes stretching that shit out yeah and then uh when i was at home when i woke up when you texted me because i was sleeping i threw on insect warfare so um you know that's what i've been jamming on the way over here 
I was trying to get pumped, so I was listening to that Laz Rocket Leatherface. Oh <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. That's that, just legit, dude. It's a song, man. That's a fucking thr- it's my thrash anthem. It's it's good, dude. It's just good, dude. Fucking... The video is killer too, oh, man. Yeah. 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 See the I just remember Aaron that used to work at Outrageous. Piercer. Piercer. Yeah. yeah, and my old guitar player, he showed me that we had a Headbangers Ball recorded tape from like yeah. 19 fucking 93 and uh that video was on there and i was like holy shit dude like texas chainsaw massacre had good music on their fucking that i have that on on tape man and that fucking it's got some like, death angel and some fucking yeah some, some good fucking yeah like early it's like early 90s thrash i guess what was it no was it late 80s or i forget what year three was 90. Uh, 90. 90. 90. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. So it was, yeah, late 80s, early early 90s, thrash. Mm. On there and some other, some other good stuff. Definitely the best soundtrack out of all the soundtracks. The the first remake had some sick Motograder and shit on there, though. Some good new metal. If you guys are into that. <laughs> but... Um, you could always throw in the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack too that's the same soundtrack I think it's like they just just switched up the order I think it's the same songs just different order the Dracula 2000 soundtrack do you remember that what's the the one Uh, Queen of the Damned Jonathan Davis did the whole soundtrack yeah I never saw the movie but I bet that soundtrack was pretty sweet <laughs> so, <I don't> <laughs> dude what's everybody been uh, watching lately how about you Curb uh wrestling as always cool how'd you like the Royal Rumble dude I, I enjoyed it I thought it was good um a lot of people a lot of people have been hating on WWE in the past six months. A lot of people have been into the Japan stuff a lot more, which is really good stuff. But I'm always into WWE. I think the bad, the worse it gets, the better. Right. To me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the Rumble was good. It was cool. They did the Women's Rumble, too. They True. brought out a bunch of old uh, women's wrestlers, which is cool, like Jackie and Lita. A lot of Attitude Era chicks, which is cool. So I'm always watching... Yeah, wrestling, fucking, and then other than that, movie-wise, haven't been watching a whole lot of movies lately. Um, me and my girl have been watching The Office, which has been, I've been loving it. I, I used to watch it with my mom when I was growing up, and coming back to it, I, we've been digging it a lot. And uh, Austin, too, from my band, uh, we've been fucking... Really, he's been into it too. So we've been at practice, just like going over shit we've watched and laughing about it. So that's been a good time. But yeah, not a whole lot of movies lately, to be honest. Fucking did watch Texas Two about a month ago, um, which was which is good. Saw some uh, I hadn't watched in a while, and I like saw a few things that, that I didn't really notice before, which was cool. Even though I've seen that movie a bunch of times, but yeah, it was it was it, that was a good watch as always. So it's that's good that I'm here too because one of the last movies I watched was Texas too. So <laughs> right on, hell yeah. What about you, Steve? Man, what have you been doing? Uh, I've been watching. Um, let's see here. I watched Sleepaway Camp three. 
uh, yesterday. Um, Valentine's Day. Obviously, watched my bloody Valentine, but I watched uh, uncut with all the gore intact. That I, I was really excited. I've honestly never seen it. I've heard, I've been told from a, a few people that it's fucking awesome. The movie's amazing, but good. make sure you watch it unrated. Get the uncut. Get the uncut. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the uncut. All the gore and all that stuff is intact and not cut out of the movie because I have it on VHS and it's. All the ghosts cut out. Yeah. yeah you know. all that. Dude, I love the DVD I had of it because the whole movie, it's like DVD quality. What do you expect? And then the gore that was originally cut out is added back in, but it's like totally like originally shot VHS quality. Mm-hmm. So it'll go for me like super DVD quality, and then they'll do a kill scene that's a straight VHS quality. <laughs> and it's like gory as shit. And I'm like, I love it. Yep. Me too, man. <laughs> like, I fucking I'm, love I'm it. All about it. Yep. Um, I watched that on cut. A movie called Fido. Okay, uh, yeah. A zombie movie. See where that. they have zombies as pets. And they civilize them. Has like a 50s, kind of like a 50s feel to it. Yeah. The dad is the dude from Happiness. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Kind of like the end of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, where uh, they got his best. He's friend, got him in the fucking shed. Playing video games with him in the shed. Yeah, yeah. And they got <laughs> they got him in the, working in the grocery stores, pushing carts and shit. Yeah, that's how it is. Pretty much, it's uh, you know, they uh, their servants, yeah. the zombies. They they teach them to uh, become servants and stuff. Um, I watched Chud two. Nice. I've never seen Chud. Chud one was awesome, of course, but I've yeah, seen Chud two. The the second one's super campy. Yeah. It's like the first one rules. Yeah. The second one's okay. Morgan's gonna kill me for saying that, but um, <laughs> fucking Chud Two is uh, super campy. It's cool. It's cool. It's just like a lot of one-liners and you know it's super cheesy and shit. Yeah. And the first one had like Daniel Stern in it and the dad from like Home Alone and fucking Mar, Mar from Home Alone. Right? Yeah, Daniel Stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in it, and uh, the dad from Home Alone. Oh, the dad, too, from Home Alone. Yeah, both of them were in it. I forget that dude's name. That's how they got the Home Alone job. Yeah. From this. Yeah. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, That's what I've been watching. Those are. Oh, and uh, The Fog. The original Fog. Oh, yeah. Um, Tried explaining to. Morgan, that I seen Carpenter live, and that he played the theme from The Fog, and that was fucking awesome. Um, but, you know, Tom Atkins on your koozie there, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, fucking the original Fog from 1980. Mm-hmm. Great. Fucking love it, man. Young Jamie Lee. A- Adrian Barbeau, she's in it too. Yeah, like, seriously, if you were to. Because I saw Creep Show before I saw. The fog. Mm-hmm. So my opinion of her was fuck her. Like she's a horrible. Like everything's horrible about this lady. True story. Like God, she's annoying. Mm-hmm. And then you see the fog, and you're like, oh, okay, she's actually just a really good actor. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, that's it. That's what I've been watching, man. How about you, Jeff? Dude, I've haven't watched much. I got like two movies. I, I watched uh, Olaf Fittenbach's Black Past. Which was his first movie. 
Um, he was the obviously the director who did Burning Moon. This was his first like foray into it's like fucking SOV gory shit, good shit. Okay. And then um, Driller Killer. Mm. Nice. That movie, man. Always nice. I love that movie. He's like, no, it's Oop Shadooby. <laughs> <laughs> Those chicks cannot get Oop Shadooby down for the life of them, dude. Yeah. So the mortician has that really cool. Like, yeah, it's the one where he's like with the oh, homeless guy. He's like, oh, oh you work, ba- you're a handyman. Oh, you have you troubles work, with you, your own lady. You work bankers hours. <laughs> Austin was showing me that a couple months ago, and I we were losing our shit. That's the best sample. You <laughs> got a drill. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a handyman? Yeah, you know, on uh, fixing things. <laughs> <laughs> so good, dude. And then the thickest bass line kicks in. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just that gnarly, that bass fucking it's like bass overdrive. This fuck. Yeah. Great, great bass tone. That that Will Raymer. Or Raymer. I don't know how to say it. Will R- I'm going to go with Raymer. I don't know. Raymer. I think, it's all, I think there's all A's in there. <laughs> yeah. Raymar. Raymar. I don't fucking know. I'm not New York death metal. No. I'm not NYDM. NYDM, dude. <laughs> There's some good yeah. NYDM bands, but I don't claim NYDM. I don't live in New York. I like death metal, though. Me too. Love it. I've heard a few bands I like. You know, while we're on the uh, subject... What, what's your opinion, Kirby, on uh, nails? Nails. <laughs> you right. missed some of that conversation <laughs> earlier because you were in the bathroom, I think. Nails. So, nails has been a big talk in the past year within, uh, I guess, the grind scene in general. A lot of people dog on them. I personally am not into their shit, but I did have the opportunity to tour with them for a weekend because I took Shitfucker on tour and they had a weekend it was Nails, Macabre, Shitfucker and Municipal Waste and Nails were honestly the super nice dudes they're all really good at what they do they're um, they're they played really well every night not something I'm I'd like really into didn't really like dig their style personally but can't say anything bad about them. Super nice dudes. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever be one of us, but <laughs> they were all really cool dudes. Uh, I actually got food poisoning like the third day of tour the last night in, in uh, D.C., and I was fucking dying. And uh, I was like putting the word out. It's like if anybody has anything I can smoke, like might make my stomach feel better. And uh, just like nothing for like a few hours, and then like I ran into that Todd Jones dude, who's like the main dude from Nails, and like, dude, you don't look so good and stuff. And like, we had talked like only once before briefly because I'm from like, I was born not too far from uh, where they're from and shit. And he didn't even know me, and he just like saw me, dude, are you all right? And I was like, yeah, I just need some weed, man, or something. And half hour later he just like passed me a joint and I fucking like 
within 10 seconds of hitting that joint, I like could like talk to people and feel normal and feel fine. And like, yeah, the dude like pretty much saved my life the last day of tour. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of people that don't like them and think they're posers or whatever. I don't even know. There's lots of internet beef with every band these days, but, uh, for the record, totally cool dudes in person. Um, totally good at what they do so cool. yeah all right well for i sure. just wanted your opinion yeah and it was a good one yeah <laughs> i got i have a good inside scoop on nails i've just met them cool all nice dudes so cool good good shit man um what uh i don't know man you did questions last time we had a guest. Yeah. Do you want me to do questions? Oh, these are my qu- these are going to be my questions. I'm are taking these, the. Are these inappropriate? These are not. These are fucking. This is lazy. Is what this is. Okay. I'm, I'm right on my alley. <laughs> <laughs> I was cleaning. I was like cleaning up my room that have like all my like horror mags in and all my video games in, and I was like putting them in boxes, and I came across these like coasters. I think that came with some magazine I bought. But they have questions on the back with answers. <laughs> so okay. we'll know we have the right answer. They're not personal questions. No, they're not personal questions. If Steve wants to come up with personal questions, Steve can come up with personal questions. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have six of them for you, but I'll, I'll, I have a couple questions for you. I'm just going to say pick one of these. With the, the blue guy. Okay, well, you don't get it. Oh, you oh, pick I'm it. Sorry. I thought it was like pick a card, <laughs> any card, magic trick. Or no, so I'm just gonna. Blame. I'm just gonna ask these questions. <laughs> see if we got these answers going on now. <laughs> All right. According to the poster tagline of John Carpenter's The Thing, where is the warmest place to hide? In front of the thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man. All right, man is the uh, warmest place to hide. Yeah, that makes sense. I've makes only sense. I've only seen the thing once. It was a long time ago. Uh, All right, you might I'm not. You, I'm not the best. You might get this one, depending on how much you. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you're All smart, right. if you're smart, you're this one, right? is the supernatural killer in which horror film? Nope. Oh, it's a Japanese name. <laughs> Just think of a Japanese horror film. Ringu. Yep. All right. Good shit. All <laughs> right. Kirby. One. Right. I was gonna Kirby. say the ring, but was, the ring is not. It's actually it's it's ring slash Ringu. Okay. So I was because the was ring right. is a remake of Ringu. Right, but I was I thought it had a different name in Ringu or Ring. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm done. Well, you nailed it, though. I got it, though. That was, yeah, a, good, that good. was a good guess. All right. Here's one. good. The New Blood is the subtitle for which number Friday the 13th film? Oh, man. I should know this. It's, uh... It's either four or five or six. Uh, I'm going to say... Four. That is not right. Uh, 
seven. Is it seven? Oh, Part seven. Yeah. Four is the new final book. chapter. Oh, yeah. Four is the final Five is new, new Nightmare. Or new, new, nightmare? new Nightmare. New Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So you get all your answers, yeah. I'm right. fucking drunk, guys. Fucking <laughs> 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 new, new beginnings. New, yeah, New Beginnings. Six is Jason Lives. Yes. Seven is New Blood. Eight is Manhattan. And new, then we stopped nightmares when they when he haunted all the um, <laughs> the cast, cast members. Yeah, that, was meta. that movie loved, is meta as fuck, and I love it. I loved it, dude. I yeah, loved new nightmare, I saw man. only saw it once. I fucking loved it. I wish I had new nightmares. Cool, man. I like that. He was in the truck. Thing he's driving in the truck that comes out. He fucking kills the one dude in the truck. Mm-hmm. All right, this this, yeah. this one. Hang, stick with me on this one. Tangina Barons is a diminutive parapsychologist in which 80s horror film? Define diminutive. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you know? Can't do it, man. Can't do it. Fucking come up with your own definition. What's the question again? <laughs> you threw me up with Define the- diminutive. <laughs> <laughs> words of I'll just give you okay I'm gonna paraphrase this all right Tangina Barons is a parapsychologist in which 80s horror film parapsychologist so I'm guessing like paranormal psychologist or parachute psychologist I have a guess the fly no okay Wait, is that her real name or the movie name? What? There, I didn't name a movie. No, is no, that like her name the, in the, the character movie? Name. No, that's her name in the movie. Oh, in the movie, not in real life. Tangina Barons. Okay, Tangina. Yeah, because like, I've never heard that name. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's an 80s horror movie. 80s horror movie. Paranormal psychologist. Um, Paratrooper psychologist. Starship Troopers. That is not even in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> that is not even an eighties horror movie. Oh, I, I'm well aware. That's just the first thing that came to my head. Poltergeist. All right. Yeah, that makes way oh. more sense. <laughs> I'm getting drunk too. Starship Troopers. <laughs> great, great movie. All right. Not really, but okay. In total. How many words does Boris Karloff speak as the monster in the 1931 version of Frankenstein? Two. Zero. Zero. He does not talk at all. not talk at all. No. There's no words. You're getting me with it. I mean, I just look bad now. <laughs> yeah, Ringu, and that was it. That was good. Wait, what? That wasn't all you got, was it? That wasn't it, was it? it. Oh, that was it. That's all right, man. It's all good. (laughs) I got some questions for you now. He's got actual questions, like a normal thing. Yeah. What made you pick up a guitar? What band or musician or... Um, like you were like, dude, I have to play guitar, and I'm only saying guitar because that's what you play, correct? Yeah, I started out on bass. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. I was. I started when I was 12. I, I started on bass. Um, 
gonna sound weak as fuck, but I was really, really into. I was what? How old? Nine years old, and I was really into Incubus and Slipknot. Okay. And um, Incubus mainly. I got. I wanted to play bass because they had a really big bass and like influence in that band. It was the first band that I'd ever noticed, like a bass player. You know, I was gotcha. like, I was like, he actually stood out. You could hear the bass on other tracks. He he kind of was more of a driving force in that band. So it was like, and I just thought that like, just like that you could play with your fingers and just like do and play with picks. And I thought like it was cool that it was like I don't know. It just kind of spoke to me. I was like, I want to play bass. I was like. Not everybody does that. Like everybody True. wants to play guitar or play drums or be a singer. Like it's like they kind of like I want to try this other thing out. So it was yeah mainly that and then like Slipknot and shit and uh, one of the first like death metal bands I got into like Malevolent Creation. Sweet. I got into all that at, at around age ten. It's like Slipknot, Malevolent Creation, Incubus, and. Um, yeah, those are like the three main bands I like. It was like, all right, I want to try to play an instrument, and I took, I bought, I got a bass. My dad bought me a bass, and I took a couple lessons for like a month or two. It was actually took lessons from the guy that wrote "Smoking in the Boys' Room." It was in Brownsville Station, and uh, which like Motley Crue did that song yeah. afterwards. Um, but yeah, the guy who wrote "Smoking in the Boys' Room," I took bass lessons from at Oz Music in Ann Arbor, and I did it for like a month, I fucking hated it, I was trying to get him to teach me Metallica, and he was like teaching me Nirvana, and I just like, was like, I want to listen, I want to just teach me Metallica, dude, and he like couldn't play it, so like I quit doing lessons, mm. and then I just taught myself from there, and then um, to answer your question, literally, I years later I was playing in a punk band, with the drummer from Girth, we had a band called FAS, and I joined the band as a bass player, um, filling in for a little while, um, and then ended up being the band full time. And then actually started writing most of the material for the band. So then I moved from bass to guitar, and I, like bought a guitar. And when I bought the guitar, I was like, "Hey, can I, like, I want to like write some guitar parts of the band since I'm writing a lot of the." music anyway and we ended up it kind of became our gimmick to where I played guitar half the set and played bass half the set and that was like a little weird gimmick we had and and uh, so we from then on out like after like a year after I was in the band we did half set I, I did guitar and then half set I played bass we just switch halfway through the set so yeah it was started picking the guitar because I was writing a lot of the material in that band and and uh, since then, I've I haven't I've been only playing guitar really in bands. I haven't played bass in the band since then. So okay, which I'd like to do with hope so hopefully I will with shit life. Yeah, so, for sure. But um, next question: um, What was the first album that you ever bought with your own money? Ooh, my own money. Um, or CD, cassette. I don't know if I can say with my own money, but I know the first um, CDs 
that I'm like one I asked for at least that I got were Weird Al, um, Bad Hair Day, which is also my first concert. Sweet, was okay. Weird Al. Um, and uh, Puff Daddy and the Family. That was also one of my first CDs I ever owned, and then uh, Corn and Limp Biscuit. Okay. Because uh, that was right in my prime. I was like Corn and Limp Biscuit. So what was that like? Follow the leader and Follow three dollar bill. Th- uh, significant other. Significant other, but yeah, I got into Corn yeah, right when Follow the Leader and Significant Other came out for Limp Biscuit. But then I don't even remember Significant the, Other as a re- album. That was <laughs> Nookie. Was it? Yeah. It was the song Nookie. Three Dollar Bill, y'all really just had faith. The George Michael cover. Uh, counterfeit. And counterfeit, yeah, it was the other single. So counterfeit, wait. I I still oh, to this day. Oh, significant know. other was like the airbrush cover, right? Yeah, which that's like the, the main dude one. with the hat. That's yeah. what like everybody. All think, right, that's so when they really popped off. I just forgot Nookie, the name of the album. Rearranged. Wasn't uh Three Dollar Bill? Wasn't Sour a single too? Possibly. Um. Thought it was. I I just I feel like in general like Limp Biscuit really popped off with Faith and then and then Significant Other. I feel like Counterfeit was still I think uh, Counterfeit is a better song than maybe the Faith cover, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. And that album is very underrated. I'll put that on the record right now. But uh, yeah, I think it really popped off with. Uh, significant other but yeah i was like um second third grade fourth grade when that shit popped off too i never really wanted to be in bands when i was listening to to corn to limp biscuit and corn maybe but then yeah like once i heard like like i said incubus and stuff and and more death metal i really wanted to play instruments more but uh yeah the fucking it was definitely Corn and Limp Biscuit were a big part of my style growing up. I was rocking the red cap with the fucking red Echo hoodie on and uh, trying to rock Adidas and shit. And, you know, I still, I'm kind of going back to that. I've noticed in the past year, I'm getting more back into my new metal stage again. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's well, hey, man. Back to me. Right, right. But. That's um, that's my own thing, you know. I'm just going through some phase or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good, man. I'm buying a lot of Adidas lately, but it's all good. It's cool. Just trying to get my tracksuits going. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what I got for you, man. Just a couple questions. Yeah. Well, let's let's look into my my new metal life. We fucking went from a six-pack to a two-pack of questions. <laughs> well, that's because we added in the uh, extra questions. All right. I guess that works. The ones I got are all wrong. Besides <laughs> one. Those are trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, let's get into the getting. Let's get to the getting. Getting. We're going to talk about uh, – we're going to kick it off. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. 74. Yep. Were you on air? What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Just checking. <laughs> okay. All right. Text Chainsaw Massacre 74, I, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, there's not really like, what do you think of this movie? Because 
I mean, this movie. We all know. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows about this fucking movie, and everybody knows that this movie is not shit. Like this movie is a standard. It's the shit. This movie. I mean, we got. We now get into like the first time I watched it, but I mean, we all got our we rewatched it. But what I didn't know is he, uh, Toby Hooper, intended this movie to be PG. Yeah, yeah. I I was. Uh, <laughs> Going through it and actually watching a documentary earlier, and he was talking about that, and I was like, "That's so genius." That's well, it so makes sense because I mean, like everybody, the, the, everyone looks at this movie as like, "It's so gory! It's such a gory so, fucking film." Yeah, there is zero gore in this movie, zero blood the in this movie. The only blood you see is in one tiny little part of the movie, and there's blood on uh, Marilyn the Chambers. Oh yeah, I mean that that but yeah, that's like I mainly, guess two, two that's parts. like just mainly like and actually she's she legit cut herself running through like some trees and shit. Yeah, so some of it's real, but it's just blood stained clothes really. As far as like gore, like the, there's only the only little blood is like a little bit of blood they when Franklin was getting um, chainsawed yeah. up and they would Franklin and the um, the lady who did all the makeup was spitting you know red liquid while you know every like time he would go in with a chainsaw yeah that's the only blood you really see besides the other blood that that um sally's covered in yeah like there's no gore in it like honestly his plan should have worked out perfectly but he he succeeded in making this a totally like frightening experience especially for 74 Without any fucking blood, that it's like scared the censors that they fucking gave it a fucking X rating raft that. Yeah, I remember. I remember like talking to my mom because I mean when I, I got I was a real fanatic about it when I first saw it when I was really young. I was yeah nine ten years old and I remember my mom talking to me about it when it came out in the seventies and she was like, there was nothing to prepare people for this there was nothing like Mm -hmm. this you know i mean there's other stuff obviously that came before a little bit glass house on the left and you know psycho uh, psycho night of living dead there's other stuff but it took it to such a different level i think at that time i mean I, i can't speak for that time obviously i wasn't there but just from talking to my mom she was she was like yeah, I remember when that came out. I remember exactly when that came out. Like, you don't hear that about every movie, you know? That, no. I remember when that came out, that scared the shit out of every fucking person I ever met. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't hear that about every horror movie. No. And uh, the story is so crazy. I mean, with especially with the first one and with everything um, surrounding behind it, with the money, with the... Uh, you know how nobody paid with with how uh, they did it and how it all came together with the you know doing it with no money and doing it, it you know with all local people in Texas with such a big per- nobody was doing that everybody was flying different directors in to do big things in Hollywood nobody mm-hmm. was really shooting stuff in Austin Texas you know uh, on that big of a scale and 
but also they're doing it so hardcore and underground too at the same time. It's I don't know. The, the, the movie is so much, so many stories and so many levels. So it's cool to be able to d- dive into this today, dude. The fucking uh, I mean, just the, the the story about how Toby Cooper came up with the idea, or had he had the idea to make it, where he was just in like a it was like around the holidays. And he was like a hardware section of a store, surround like packed with people, and he was like, "How would I get out of here if I had to get out of here?" And like he saw chainsaws, and then like they, he's like, "There it is," and then it, that that thought fucking led to him writing the movie. Mm. Which was inspired by Ed Gain. Yeah, which ended up being like inspired by like he like took some fucking like Ed Gain aspects of it because the initial thought was just like uh, using a chainsaw to fucking like basically hack people up. Yeah, that was the spark. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, the it's little... in leather. Not, like not even it's not even really like the movie based off Ed Gain. It's the Leatherface character is mm-hmm. based on Ed Gain. Yeah, but they they kind of throw in aspects of Ed Gain's story because in the beginning they're. There's like the the radio announcement and whatever, and then where she's going to find her grandpa or uncle or whatever is uh somebody's grave grave robbing, mm-hmm. which Ed Gein killed a total of fucking two people. Right. But overall, he was just a ghoul, dude. He fucking just robbed graves. Well, there was also um when Sally, or no, the other chick falls in the room with the bones, mm-hmm. and he made the furniture out of bones and or, shit. Yeah, it was yeah, Sally. that's Sally. Well, no, Pam fell in it too, didn't she? Hmm. I think Pam fell in that room too. Pam, that that was her name. Yeah. Yeah, the other chick, the first. I chick thought that, Sally was. Oh no! Yeah, Sally came when it was dark already. They both. Yeah. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there was like a couch. Yeah, made out of bones made like a bunch like of a bird shit cage with made out of bones, and he had a nipple belt. He had fucking like furniture out of bones. Yeah. Uh, that was Ed Gain, because he made like human flesh yeah tons of furniture made out of furniture bowls silverware everything yeah Yeah, the um the the art design and set production in texas is it's insane how good they got with that um the main robert burns uh is the main is the pretty much the guy who did all the art direction, all the set design. Him, he, I, it's just, watching that movie is one of the things that captivated me when I was little is just the sets, just all the crazy stuff in every room. Like you were saying with the room, with all the the, the chicken feathers and the bones mm-hmm. and all that, they, they fall in just like looking around and seeing that and like, man, there's, I've never seen a movie that's matched that, art direction with sets and scenes and and how they did that house it was just it, it was just perfect mm-hmm. there's nothing better dude um, also going back to your with with the whole ed game thing that was a big thing for me when i was little it was when you're when you're that when i was that young like you think that's all you know leatherface is real and chucky's real and all this stuff is real and then but then, you know, you hear, like, oh, no, it's all made up. This is just stories and stuff. But then it's, like, based on a true story. And that was the that was the movie. I was like, I want to see what, what the, if this is real or not. And I, really like, went in and actually looked up and found, oh, this is about Ed Gain. This is not true, but it's based on this guy. So then I went more and checked in Ed Gain, and it kind of got me into the whole serial killer realm, too, and into... 
delving into all that, which is another, you know, uh, big part of horror films and big part of horror in general is, is, is getting in the mind of killers and, and especially serial killers and seeing, you know, all the crazy stuff that's really out there. Right. So mm-hmm. it was cool mm-hmm. to to delve into that as a kid and and kind of get more into what's reality and what's and what's really out there and and uh, help it helped me you know it, when before I saw Texas I was really not into horror I was scared you know I saw Chucky when I was like four or five and it scared the hell out of me I had nightmares for years I never want to watch a horror movie again and then I saw Texas and it and it, it just lit that spark in me. I was like, I wanna know more about horror, I wanna know more about serial killers, I wanna know more about this whole side of life that I was afraid of before. You know, so it was it was really cool. Dude, I remember like, the first time I saw this movie. First time I saw the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was freshman year of high school so i was like 14 speech class and my teacher was like giving an intro for the next speech we're gonna have to write she was giving her like spiel on it and almost as an example and she holds up texas chainsaw massacre vhs it's the media release one media it was the media one nice and talking about how her ex-husband loved this movie and blah 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 and like that piqued my interest right away. Just basically just seeing the tape, like her holding it up, and I'm like, all right. And after class, I like meet up with her. I'm like, hey, could I borrow that? And she's like, I can't, I can't let you have this. And I'm like, well, I just want to watch it. Just let me borrow it. And she's like, no, I can't let you have this. But if you were to say that it, you want to borrow it because it's gonna be a topic or feed into whatever for what your speech is gonna be then I can let you borrow it. Right. And she just stood there and I just, I wasn't getting it. And I'm just like, just, can I just watch it? She's like, Jared, <laughs> tell me you want this for your speech. I'm like, I want that for my speech. She's like, okay, cool. I'll let you borrow this for your speech. She's <laughs> like, then she's like, never bring it back. <laughs> so I go home and like my parents' basement at the time was like, just a unfinished concrete slab of a fucking basement with like a single hanging fucking light. That's exactly where I watched Texas for the first time. Yeah, dude, with a fucking couch. <laughs> Had my like freshman high school girlfriend over. Minus that, but yeah. Lights were off. That was in. And like I've seen like obviously like Nightmare or like Nightmare on Elm Street and like Friday the 13th at that point and like some like more like bigger 80s horror. But watching that, I remember sitting there just like glued to the screen because these fucking like there was like no campiness to it. There's no comedy. There was no fucking like mm-hmm. no bands for the fucking soundtrack going on. It was just fucking like grim after grim. <laughs> that seriously changed and got me more into horror than anything ever fucking did. All dialogue and score. Yeah. And a lot of the score were sounds from fucking slaughterhouses. Yes. I did laugh really hard when Jerry was killed the first time. Yeah. I, I just thought the scream was really good and funny. But other than that, yeah. No, it's completely... The only thing I laughed just, at was Franklin. Well, yeah, Franklin is... Yeah, because he's just so annoying. 
Uh, even even um, what's his name? Uh, Paul 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 Partain, who played him. He everybody loved him on set. He was the nicest guy. And then, but they all said when he became Franklin, they didn't have to act. They all just fucking hated him. He, and even him himself, he's like, nobody wants to be around a guy that talks like this. And like, <laughs> you know, like, he really, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? He, he did a great job of being like, like, fuck this guy in the wheelchair. Like, this guy sucks. Right. Can't wait till he gets hacked up. Like, what's his name? Um, you know, there needs to be that guy in the, in the, in the movie, you know, sometimes that you just can't wait. Gunner. Gunner hated him on the set. Fucking hated him. Yeah. Met him years later, and that's when he realized, oh, he's a method actor. He stayed in character the whole fucking shoot. Yeah. And they became friends. Yeah. So because he stayed his friend the whole time, he's like, I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's like Cooper from Night of the Living Dead, dude. Yeah, fuck you that just guy. Hate that fucking guy. Yeah, that's just good acting, though. Um, I just watched that. You see that? It's not Texas related, but I watched that. Uh, it's like Jim and Andy. It's like that Jim being Andy Kaufman documentary for the Man on the Moon movie. I actually wanted to watch that. Holy shit, dude! Dude, no, I heard the fucking the, the company that was doing the movie. And I can't remember, like MGM or whoever. They were like blocking anything like behind the scenes film related being released because they were afraid it was going to make people hate Jim Carrey that much oh, that it was going to ruin the movie. So they fucking blocked all that footage that was shot like behind the scenes from being released. I forget who said it. Uh, I think it might, it might've been DeVito in the movie, but it was like, uh, it might have been Ben. K- I don't know. I forget who said it. it if you don't carry what was like the real movie was the set. Like watching Jim Carrey method act that hard and be that much of a dick it is insane. Like, like it is. It is crazy to where he got like the like his family mm-hmm. believed that Jim was the reincarnation of Andy. Like it. It. it it's worth a watch. It's. Jim Carrey is off his rocker, like on the in the um, interviews and stuff. I don't really. I love it too. I want to watch it because I fucking I like Andy Kaufman. Oh, dude, this shit's fucking gold. It's great. The oh, the do the best is like a Jerry Lawler. Yeah, the Jerry Lawler stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm a bit like I said, I'm a big wrestling fan. Yeah. That didn't come out for years that that was all staged. Yeah, and and the best the thing too with this Jim and Andy thing is like, Jim did the same fucking thing and like fucking like, but like, Lawler wasn't in on it with them. So like, Lawler fucking actually like I I like I think swung on Andy or on Jim Carrey like, That's and amazing. was like, fuck off, dude. Like this is not cool. Like I'm not. You're not Andy Kaufman. This isn't the fucking, like, back in the day. (laughs) Anyway, uh, worth a watch. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) That's fucking gold. It's pretty pretty good stuff. (laughs) Whether you like or hate Jim Carrey, it's just, it's it's really, uh... You're not Andy Kaufman. It's not Saturday night. (laughs) It's not Horror Hound. I will not do a shot. shot. Oh, man. (laughs) 
All right, man. I think the only I only had like two other things I was going to touch on for the first one, and that is the the gas station and the house have been turned into like fucking restaurant slash like cabins. Yeah, the um, the gas station got like turned into like a barbecue joint. Yeah, barbecue joint slash cabins. slash yeah yeah they have some cabins you can rent, and yeah. then they have like Texas uh, chainsaw stuff for sale. Yep, it's actually. Uh, it was run down for a while. Nobody was really doing with it. And this dude, I think his name is Juggalo Roy Jones. God damn it. Uh, Juggalo's got to be involved in this. Hey, love or hate Juggalos, <laughs> I'm not one, uh, but I have some friends. Dude, so do I. I mean, so, obviously, me I have some. You know, we're the, in Michigan. The friends you have are the friends I have. and yeah. I, uh, Whatever. I'm glad Juggalo Roy Jones is doing something with it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a cool. thing, I man. would love to visit it down there. Um, as far as the house goes, yeah, uh, I don't know if it's still running. It is. It is? Okay, yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's a restaurant. I would love to. Uh, next time we get down to Texas, that's my main goal is to go and check out those two spots. Dude, yeah, the house got oh. moved. Uh, the house was one thing, and they actually were, were pushing. It was a restaurant, and they were pushing, like, the whole Texas Chainsaw connection. They had, like, a, a fake Leatherface up on the balcony. Mm-hmm. It closed down, and they reopened, and they got rid of... Yeah, they got rid of all that. They were like, we don't yeah. really... They're not pushing it. Like, they'll admit to it, obviously, but they're not, like, using that as a way to draw people in. Yeah. And it's just, like, a restaurant now. It's It'll it'll still draw people... It's smart on their behalf, because it'll still, like, draw people in for the cult, the cult fans, but... You know, and like not every mom and pop is running through that podunk town, you know, looking yeah. for, oh, the Texas cheats, let's get out of here. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, no, like they're going to try to, like, this place it. needs Jesus. They're trying to get the best yeah. of both worlds, you know, which that's, uh, you know, it makes sense. But it'd be really, I'd like to check out both those spots just to say I've been there. Um, if I ever go to Texas, I plan on it. And, I oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even though um, Texas is like a fucking twelve-hour drive across, so who knows, oh man, who knows I, if I'd even be close to where they're at? I've done it, man, touring, and I remember I did one tour where I was the, really, I was like the only legal driver. Oh, sort of. I was the only American legal driver because everybody either had warrants or was Canadian. <laughs> and <laughs> so afraid of driving to Texas, so I had to drive from Albuquerque. To San Antonio, no no stops. It was fourteen hour drive. Fuck off. Not even my worst drive of touring. By the way, I did a double. I did double that to Seattle once, but luckily I had two other drivers. But by myself, that was the longest drive. Mm. Texas is the biggest fucking state. Yeah. Obviously, I mean Alaska is big too, but nobody goes there. Texas is fucking like. Texas is so big. It's like countries that. wide. Yeah. If you put it in Europe, that's countries. If you put it, I mean, in the middle of our, our country, if you like moved it up, it would take up like most of our country. Yeah, it takes up states. It's <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, Texas rules. I've had a lot of fun in Texas. Uh, Houston, San Antonio, had a lot of fun there. Uh, I haven't really chilled in Austin too hard, where it was Texas was filmed, but really good food. Stopped there and had some awesome breakfast, but. Cool. Texas is tight. I really next time I have I've been there a few times and not had a chance to check out those two spots, but I really would like to check those out. Um maybe catch a devourment show. I'm down. 
Fuck yeah. They back, play there like every weekend. Back to that, that Maryland death fest I was talking about. That was devourment I got to see when I was 19 years old. And dude, I say what you want about Slam, man, but devourment fucking is the shit. There's, yeah, devourment. Their first, their, their first two records, you can't. They're fucking. They got their own sound. They get. They slam hard. Yeah. It's it's all good. Mm-hmm. My whole. Uh, my only knowledge really of slam, for the most part, was I've talked to Steve about this. Mm-hmm. Dudes in like football jerseys and gold chains. Yeah, you're, that's that's the way you're slam. That's that's fucking epicardectomy. There's good slam. We got right. Got right slam. Yeah, you know yeah. got right. I do. I That's like what I tried rat. telling you. There's, there's, like rat. I said, we've had this. There's good slams. There's good slams. Even yeah. dude, look at squalid, squalid dude. Uh, okay, yeah. They're a gore grind. They're like gore slam. You know, they're like gore grind mixed with slam. Right now, that they're one of the fucking best bands coming out of Michigan right now. They're one of the best bands coming out of the Midwest right now, and they're fucking. They're slam. They're, they they both they I've talked to them. They're all about they're like it's like half slam and half gore grind. It's like to a T, and nobody's doing that, which is cool. There there's so you know right in our backyard. There's some fucking there's some good slam out there. Gut rot too. Mutilatred. Mutilatred is sweet. I I don't know if I would call them slam. No, but they but, have like aspects of yeah mutilated. Was one of the related. That was that's some more. That's more brutal death, I guess technically. But they they had some slams here and there. But mutilated gut rot. Those are the homies, dude. That that's what I grew up. That's how I know everything I know. This that fucking split was fucking great, dude. The uh, mutilated and uh, uh, gut rot and uh, dysentery or. Oh, I'm trying to think of the fucking Mutilated only did one album. They did no split they didn't do any splits. No, you're right. Um I'm thinking Gut Rot. Gut Rot did uh Syphilic and then they did uh Dysentery was the old one. That's the real banger is the dysentery split. I think that's the that's one. That's probably the one you're thinking of. That's like the like two thousand three. Yeah, like a long yeah, time. That's break. what got me in the, the all right that after shit, Zach man. left the band that I was in, dude, he yeah. they did that split and it was fucking just What oh what band were you in Zach? Uh just a band called Cut Rate. Oh yeah, I remember him talking about Cut Rate. Yeah. 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 He 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 was in like five or six bands at the time. Yeah, so. it's Zach. He's yeah, yeah. He was he was jamming with everybody. It's Zach at the time when he was young, fucking, so he was fucking everywhere. Yeah, Zach, that, that early gut rot was like That's dude, that's I, the first time I ever fucking smoked weed was at a gut rot slash mutilated practice. It was, uh, it was fucking, like, those are the dudes that I, uh, that's when I first started going to shows. It was, it, was, it was me, fucking 13, 14, 15 years old, I was hopping in the van with these dudes going to Ohio, to Ohio Death Fest in Lakewood and seeing fucking incantation and lividity and fucking... Uh, lusted decay, fucking fuck yeah! Man. I wouldn't know shit without the fuck if I didn't ever meet those dudes. Like hell yeah! I still miss Russ. Oh, dude, Russ, Russ is like the I most miss solid Russ. dude. I ever. miss Russ a lot. He's, I from what I hear, he's doing all right. But yeah, he's uh just doing. He's not really doing death metal anymore. It sucks. He's doing a lot of still doing, still playing guitar. 
Mm-hmm. Still doing some jazz shit, which is right up Russ's alley. Like he's True. he. The first time I really got into jazz was actually at a fucking smoking weed at a mutilated practice and fucking Russ threw on some fucking uh, Freddie Freeloader by Coltrane. And I was like, dude, I didn't even know I like jazz. This stuff is sweet. Like, what is this? Like, oh, dude, Coltrane, man. Check out Thelonious Monk. Check out Coltrane. Check out Charles Mingus and shit. Like, it was, uh, got me into jazz and shit. Which, but, yeah, like you said, man, I miss Russ. Russ is like, my favorite riff maker, my like coolest dude to hang around. He's the best faces when he's playing live and just dude, he looks hilarious. His 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 stage presence is yeah, is monster man. Like Russ mm-hmm. is one of my favorite guitar players I've ever met and will always be. I wish Gut Rat was or Mutilated was doing anything these days, mm-hmm. but. Whatever, man. Russ is, you know, everybody's got their own path. Everybody's doing their own shit. And he's he's getting older. He's trying to figure shit out. I don't know. I'm not yeah. the closest with him, but from what I hear, he's doing all right. He's just sticking more to jazz right now. He's not really doing some the heavier shit, but right. Yeah. Cool dude, man. Oh, rad, rad. One rad. of the funniest dudes and I've ever met in my life. Yep. Fucking. Um, fuck. All right, man. Yeah. Two? Fucking Eve. Texas 2. I actually watched that right before I came over here. Um, Leading up to this episode, I realized it's been... I, I couldn't even actually tell you the last time I seen the sequels, and I think it actually is before I lived in this fucking house. <laughs> so I had to rewatch those sequels. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've, I did a marathon with them a couple of years ago with a roommate of mine. Was oh, that when you fucking borrowed? You borrowed this, something I, from me. I, well, I borrowed J, uh, one of the Jasons from you because mm. we were doing. Uh, I thought you wanted to borrow one of the Texas Chainsaws at one point too. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I, I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe I did, but I I, th- I remember I remember uh, I borrowed Jason goes to hell from you. I think you did. You did. Better yes. Manhattan. It was go to hell. It was go to hell. Yeah, because I had one through eight, and then nine was go to hell, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, I didn't have nine, and then I bought X, and then so yeah, I had to borrow goes to hell from you. But then I did find that goes to hell at a blockbuster when it was closing down. Hell yeah. So I did get that eventually. But uh, yeah, I, I ran through them a few years ago, and then uh, most recently I watched two and three. Um, but yeah, I mean, two is two is really good on its own. Mm-hmm. Two had fucking like some like mixed reviews going on it when it got released because of like its dark humor aspects. Which, yeah, which is like it, like I get it, like it's 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 more prominent I feel than anything in the original. But even like Toby Hooper said, like if you really rewatch the original. There's aspects of, like dark humor, but it's more dry. Yeah, it's just shit that's like, oh, it's homeboy coming hitting. in with the fucking like the burlap sack and then beating her with a fucking broom, and then like when they get back to the house, we're like, look what your brother did to the door. Yeah, and, like Leatherface is fucking like, Aah. it's there, but it's yeah, it's way they more. They amped it the fuck. Well, and then I was watching a documentary on the second one, and um, they talk about how. There, it was the, with the writer, and he was talking about how they did the first one, 
And that first one was like, at that point, there was nothing like that. Like, that was all new. So that's why it really shocked people. So they're like, we got to do something different. We can't just repeat that. Let's Now we got to change up Texas Chainsaw. So that's when they decided to go with the more like, let's just kind of make it like more like humor and like gore. And that's kind of the path they went. And the fucking the, well, the original one was supposed to be like, the, if you heard you heard the original idea for it, right? What Toby Hoover's like original idea for the sequel was supposed to be? Uh, shoot it at me. It was gonna be, um, like a town full of cannibals, and it was gonna be like a uh, satire of Motel Hell, which is funny because Motel Hell was a satire of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then the title was going to be Beyond the Valley of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Huh. And then they wrote that script and they submitted it and that shit got fucking axed by the production company. Well, everything got axed by the production company. Yeah, they, had, they did a total the, rewrite. It was canon, canon films. Yeah, they did a total rewrite, which is what we got that the story-wise well, here. The same thing happened with the first one, which, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to a few points of the first one yeah. in a little bit. But um, the same thing happened with the first one to where the one, the money, the money got lied to to everybody involved, include uh, you know Caroline Williams, all the actors, um, to, and the when the movie came out. It made all this money. They know it made a bunch of money, especially with Texas 2 being such a cult following. Ten years later, so many people know about it. It was number one when it came out the first week. did die down in the, in the rankings after the first week. But it made some fucking money, and then they lied about it. You know the um, production company or Canon Films lied about how much money they really made, so that they said that they didn't make a profit at all. Um, and so, really similar to how the first movie went down with uh, was Bryanston Films, <coughs> although uh, Bryanston was more of a mafia-related problem where they were just the mob, and they, you know, uh, text the first Texas was. They made multi million, you know, multi millions in profits, and the the um the whole Texas crew they profited only in the end. They made, you know, the they told that the Texas crew they only made five thousand seven hundred thirty four dollars <laughs> when. It, uh, it was their 35% of the profits. So, thir- 35, <laughs> 5, 000, That's not adding up. No. That's not when they up. made millions in in the movies and theaters over, you know, the first year, and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, they, you're 35% of our 60 million we made is $5,734. Gunnar Hansen's first Royalty check was forty three dollars. Um, so with wow. one and two, dude, they got fucked. Car- uh, no shit. Caroline Williams was talking about um, 
who's the ma- the main girl in two, um, just was she had heard that the first movie was you know like shady investors and stuff and you know sure enough the second movie came around totally different company same thing that happened well with canon in the second one they were like here's your budget and then they come in like three weeks later oh by the way we we took a million from your budget. Yeah, yeah. no, they did that the whole movie <laughs> because they would base down. their budget off of this movie off of what their other movies that were already out were doing. So if their other movies are doing good, they're like, yeah, you're good. You have this money, you're good. Then as soon as like shit started dipping on what they had released already, they're like, oh, we're, we're taking like a million from your budget. Yeah, <laughs> and they 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 were the dude was writing the script for part two the entire movie, like every day he was still just writing. And like doing rewrites, and like because like they cut the budget, so when they cut the budget, they're like, "Well, we now we can't do this." Well, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> with, with um and with one too, it was originally they had investors, which is a, a company called Vortex, and then um they had to go to they came to the point they only had sixty grand, I think, was their cap on their production so then when they went over that towards the end of the movie they went to vortex they hit 80 they hit yeah and which i think actually turned into 120 or they i think they doubled and went 160 or no 120 and uh so so kim heichel and toby hooper had to sell their a steak. good portion of their stakes mm-hmm. uh for their for their percentages of their their their, uh, their stocks and, their, and you know so that was a big thing too with the first one and then on top of that when they had to sell it they got Bryanston which is like the you know they everyone everywhere they went they couldn't nobody would be like oh yeah we're putting that out yeah yeah every country and then they, they went, went to, to Bryanston was the first place they're like oh yeah we'll instantly put that out. And then they finish. They do the deal. And then everybody's like, "You guys are idiots. Those are the mafia." Like, <laughs> and sure enough, they get screwed out of all their money. And pretty much the same thing happened on a bigger scale with the second one. But like with you said, like they would give them budget, take a million away, to the point where like Toby Hooper didn't really even get to put his finished movie out. There was tons of unfilmed stuff that they wanted to do, and he didn't even, you know have much of a final say in the editing of the movie. They just took it over and they edited it themselves, I think, and were like, this is what we're putting out. Well, I mean, they, they kept a lot of stuff, but Toby Hooper still had a kind of uh, a hand in the editing of it. Mm-hmm. And there was just, there was a few things he cut out, and it was basically for pacing. Um, it was when the, the family goes out for, like, hunting for prime meat, and they go to, uh, um, like, because the big thing, and they talk about a few times in the movie, is, like, this big weekend football rivalry thing and it's like the it's like the Oklahoma Texas I think Oklahoma Texas game going on right and that's what they're, the big thing they're talking about so they go out and they're they're hunting for like prime meat and they go to like a football game fucking uh tailgate party or whatever and they just fucking start hacking up a shit bunch of people which it sucks they got cut because there was a bunch of sweet uh Savini fucking effects 
that were filmed for that. That's what because, I read. Somewhere. Yeah, Savini did the effects for Texas Chainsaw Two, so there's a bunch of sweet fucking effects that got filmed for that scene, and it got cut for pacing, and that was the only reason. Which I mean, I've I've seen it because I got, I got the DVD uh, that has it. I don't I I maybe another release has it, but the one I have has like all the cut shit. Yeah, it it makes sense because you watch it. And you, the way the way they have it is it's like it's not fully sound edited. There's no music. It's just like the raw footage. Mm-hmm. So you're, you you kind of got to use your imagination to how it would fit in the movie. But even doing that, you can kind of see how it would totally like break the pacing of a movie. Like yeah, this scene happens, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like yeah, there's some cool shit going on in this scene, some sweet fucking kills, but it kind of totally breaks the pace of how this movie's going. It'd be like, here's yeah. this, we're going to sidetrack here for a little bit right. and then come back in. And But one of those fucking scenes, besides them going out to kill fucking the people at the football game, is they go to a movie theater to kill people. And one of the dudes who was in it, he didn't get killed, but he was in that scene, was Joe Bob Briggs. You know nice. Joe Bob Briggs, Kirby? Mm. Have you ever Monster watched Vision. TNT at Monster Vision? Back in the day, oh, it was like in the late nineties. Sounds really familiar. It was like it, it was through like the mid nineties to late nineties, I think. Yeah, I can't remember the fucking. On TNT, they used to have Monster Vision. They'd play scary movies, and he was the host. He'd be like outside of a trailer. God, that sounds. And really then towards familiar. the end of it, he'd be sitting yeah. in a trailer. You've seen it before. I was also nine and eight. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. Yeah, you've seen <laughs> but it before. Joe Bob Riggs, awesome dude. Look up anything he's in or has done because he's like does like. He's like right does like reviews of movies and shit. He's done like a whole bunch of other shows, but he was supposed to be in it. And the, the, the scene is that he's walking out of the movie with these fucking two girls, and he's basically talking about how, like, yeah, like, no, if if if, if you were to really do that, if you were to really drive a fucking like drill through your tit, like the fucking blood would be everywhere. And he was talking. He's basically talking about how like the movie they just watched, the effects were like. Nowhere near what it would really look like. <laughs> and then fucking Leatherface jumps out and they basically kill these fucking two girls and he's sitting there giving it like a review. <laughs> but like over the chainsaw sounds. Nice. But it fucking got cut, man. Oh. Um, it's a bummer. Another thing about two and three actually is Gunner was asked to do both. Mm-hmm. And then um, the one he got, he, the one he turned down because they're like, "We'll give you X amount plus ten percent." And he was like, "Well, I don't have it because the ten percent was going to go to his agent." agent. And then he was like, "Well, I don't have an agent." And they're like, "All right, we'll just take away the ten percent." And even with that ten percent, he still is like, "That's not really a lot of money. Like, it's not enough. Like, I'm kind of worth. I think I'm worth a, a, a decent amount to this movie here." Which hell yeah, he is. He was. It's Gunnar Hansen, but. Um, and then they did the same thing with three, but didn't even offer him the ten percent. Anyways, just said they'd give him his union, you know, he's typical, yeah, regular price. And he's like, no, man, like this is, you know, dude, they did the same thing in not Friday. That, like, that, not that like uh, they they didn't do a, a good job with with uh, what's his name, Bill Johnson, and yeah. um. Forget uh, what's the guy that's, that did three uh, R A Mahalhof I forget his last something name like something like that but they they did good jobs but um, you Dude. know Gunner man he's he 
you know, he put it the best where it's like, you know, the all the other leather faces they didn't have they none of them had his mentality, had that leather face mentality from the no. first He played that part so perfect with with just um you know, he wasn't it wasn't uh like he was this crazy crazy killer he was like he was had a mental problem you know he was like this, this frightened he, he put he, fucking thought into his character right he went he, he, put, went, he actually yeah. went to schools for handicapped yeah, people he went to and a, like yeah, Mally, challenge uh, and and uh, the people who even people with handicaps that watched the movie because he, he he was afraid that it was going like he didn't want it to be offensive he wanted to actually be realistic so yeah. it was like and pe- even with even people who have handicaps who watch this movie agree that he did a good job, yeah. like of portraying that, of portraying a character who had a handicap. Like he, it's not offensive. It's just yeah, you did. A, it's it's a person with a fucking yeah, handicap he, who's he, fucking he, killing people. When Gunner's talking about it in uh, some interviews, he he mentions how he he went there. And, you know, he stayed there for two weeks, I think, and, you know, he, he wanted to make sure that people couldn't really tell the difference between, you know, him and them. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one big thing, too, for me was when when I was little, I was like, oh, yeah, Leatherface is just this killer. He's a killer. And then, you know, years later watching it over and over again, and then you look at it and, like, I never noticed it. Oh, Leatherface is like really frightened in this one scene. He's really like he's scared of these people. He doesn't know who these people are coming into his house, and and it kind of it brings that good guy, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of thing of Leatherface, which really, you know really. nobody really thinks of him that way unless you really delve into it. You know, in the in the end, it's like Leatherface never really did anything wrong. It was situational. It was he's a product of his environment. Um, you know, it was Gunner, like you said. Yeah, he he he, he made a character out of it. he he dived into to he wasn't just this yeah maniac. He was there was reason there was uh, methods to his madness. There was reason exactly. behind it. Exactly. Yeah. I can uh. Okay, <laughs> this is the annoying thing that I picked up on in the second one because it makes zero fucking sense. <laughs> this, this one, a lot of the movie does. Well, no, but yeah, you, you can, But this story. is the thing with, with a horror fan, you kind of got to write some shit off as just. Oh well, yeah. With a lot of it, especially yeah. when it comes to sequels, especially sequels that happened like twelve years after the original. Yeah. But the original took place in South Texas. That's where the original took place. Yeah. Fourteen years later, the sequel is in North Texas, right by Oklahoma. Yeah. And. Fucking going through, and uh, what's his name? Who's the fucking the dude from Bill Mosley? No, who's the cop? The main guy who's trying to fucking Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Dennis Hopper. He's lefty. going through. Yeah, lefty. He's fucking cutting beams, and he comes across Franklin in a wheelchair, and he's Franklin's uncle. Obviously, that was like the whole connection was like. Yeah, yeah. Why the fuck is Franklin there? Why is Franklin in North Texas when the original killings took place in South Texas and Franklin was killed in the woods in a wheelchair? Did they fucking go in the woods, grab Franklin? Well, and they, then they pull- weren't from South Texas, so they were driving through. 
But that's where the the original killings took place in South yeah, Texas yeah, in that were, house. But they were going to visit their grandpa. They could have been from up north, right? And they came down to visit their grandpa. But why would Franklin? But why would Franklin's dead body, who was killed by the Sawyer family, oh, end his up dead body is in in two two. They come across the fucking uh, Dennis Hopper comes across the wheelchair with Franklin, and he's like, "Oh, Franklin." I'm just like forgetting this part, I guess. Yeah, he fucking and it seriously, it, it kind of pisses me off because yeah. that's a huge thing. Like, why would they fucking move yeah. a dead body fucking from the woods? Yeah, that pisses me all off the too. way up. Yeah, <laughs> it's two. Yeah, so you can't. You know, you gotta give some leeway. They went, yeah, wi- they went wild card with two. That's a little. Le- that's a lot of leeway right there. It is. It yeah, is, man. Yeah. Like. Uh, like, but I let it go because honestly, too, the first kill scene. So good. The first kill it's scene, so they're playing stuff. fucking. It rules, it rules. It's so funny. And the first kill scene, they're playing fucking Oingo Boingo, oh, fucking dude. Dead Man's Party, and I'm like, I'm go- I'm on board already, yeah, man. Dude, the, I'll crack a beer, put yeah. my feet up. I'm three good for this killer movie. soundtrack, <laughs> but two, you can't hate on two soundtrack either, man. Really good stuff. The Oingo Boingo. You can't you can't hate on Oingo Bongo, man. That, no, no, not at all. Had, uh, Oingo, a lot Oingo. of the tracks they're playing in the radio station, really good tracks. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can't you, you can't go wrong with Oingo Bongo. That's what I'm really trying to say. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I agree. Um, that cannot be done. Three, three soundtrack. Let's get in. Let's get into three, and then we'll, once we get through three, we're gonna hit on that soundtrack. All right. Because I fucking I got some more shit to say about one too. I'm not done with one, but we'll, we'll, we'll go back to we'll one. We'll keep going. We got. We'll go. We'll take a bunch of different paths. Didn't realize you had a shit ton of notes on one. Oh, dude, I got. I went. I got. I got into it today. <laughs> Do you want to just go back to hit? Let's hit those notes on no, one. No, let's hit three because three like three's not gonna take that long to hit. Probably. Yeah, three. I mean, three's not gonna take long. If we touch on next generation, that's not gonna take long at all. Next generation might be a little bit better than three to hit. Oh, at least really? my, there's more stars. There's like two. There's one star <laughs> in three. Four A. Yeah, four A. That's all you got. <laughs> all right, well, great. Let's get two. let's get on three, man. Uh, I love them all. But. Fucking three. First off. Not filmed in Texas. They don't even try to hide the fact it's not filmed in Texas. Where's it filmed? California. Right outside of LA. My, my home state. That's all, that's all good. You can see hills in the background. There's no hills in Texas. There's got to be one. I mean, not not that big of a hill. <laughs> not big enough to see in the background. It's fucking the trailer. Just because it, fil- it wasn't the filmed. Trailer. Oh, the trailer of three? The, the trailer was the better Excalibur than the movie. Trailer? The Excalibur trailer for three is fucking legit. I just, dude, I just, I was online. Shit's killer, dude. And I just found a mask online just for the three trailer. I was like, somebody made a mask for the three trailer? And it was like, no. But it was, they made ten masks for the trailer, and they were selling those off. And I well, the trailer it. was made before anything was even written oh, or, yeah. like, Leatherface in, is a in anything. It was it was fucking was it Kane Hodder? Kane Hodder played him in that. Kane which, which Kane Hodder ended up being the, uh, the Kane stunt Hodder coordinator. forgot that he did that too. <laughs> there's been like I swear like there's been interviews where like they're like people were trying to figure out if like Ra did that or if Hodder did it because Hodder did the stunts. 
Right? He did the, no, he was a stunt coordinator. Stunt coordinator. Yeah. He didn't do the stunts. He was a stunt, stunt coordinator. Boss. Yeah, he was the boss right, of the, the boss. stunts. Well, who better to have than fucking Kane Hodder? Yeah. The, the Kane Hodder, you know. Or the, yeah, by 90, fucking Kane Hodder was already How in. many Jasons has Kane Hodder did? He only did two. Like, two? I was going to say three when I was thinking right. No, two. But honestly, he did only two. But he's also the most looked like these. The, he is Jason every, in many people's eyes. Yeah, he is. People aren't saying Ari Lehman, you know. <laughs> I really wish that guy. There, I, I what, heard that dude's a dick. Was it the that uh, dude? Okay, who was it? It was one of the. It was the uh, somebody from Paramount's son was offered or like thought of being that Jason that Arlene played in the first one. Yeah. But the mom disapproved of it. So he didn't do it. I fucking wish that the mom could have went out of town that weekend and he dude could have done it because then Artie Lehman would have not been like, I'm fucking first Jason. I'm fucking Jason. I got a fucking Machetar or Kishetti or whatever the fuck it was called. They should have had Feldman do it. (laughs) They should have had Feldman do it and then still had Feldman in, was it it four? Four. So it'd be like Feldman versus Feldman. And then he was in the beginning of six, and the only reason he didn't do more of six was because five. he was doing Goonies. No, it was it? Oh yeah, five because that's when he went to the. The only reason, yeah, he was, he, he was in the beginning backyard. of five, and they filmed in his backyard. And the only reason he didn't do more because he was supposed to be like the main figure yeah. was because he was doing Goonies. He was like signed on to do five Goonies at the lives, time. Right? Uh, five was New Beginning. New Beginning, where it was like not Jason. Oh right. Lives was six, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. with the electrocution, the, yep. the the grave ride with the, the Frankenstein. They fucking like Frankenstein spikes them. Yeah, yeah. It, I swear the main dude in that looks exactly like Billy from uh, Power Rangers, the Blue Ranger. Dude, he fucking does, doesn't he? No, he's not the same guy. Tom but Matthews looks exactly like him. He's from Return of the Living Dead, also. Yep. Yeah. He looks like Billy a little bit. He was that. Yeah, he's a fucking. Uh, I knew it wasn't him, but he looks a lot like him. I think it's the clothes. He's wearing the blue jeans, the blue shirt, his blue ranger. Blue ranger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if blue he's wearing jeans, a blue, blue shirt. Blue I, don't ranger. Know, I don't even know if he's wearing a blue Tried shirt in the movie, but that's what I think of him at least right now. Dude, okay, back to ninety or back to the text change all three. To three, yeah. um, motherfucker. They they offered. They couldn't get shit. They couldn't get anybody to direct directors. this movie. Yeah, Jeff they, Jeff Burns took it up. He took it up. He took it up, and he jokes about it to this day, where he's like, he got fired. Well, and then hired back. Yeah, and one he was like, he's like, I was probably the thirtieth person in line they asked to do this. Do you know the people he's they like, asked? He's like, New Line. He's like, New Line Cinema couldn't legally talk to Kim or Toby, so they they asked. You know, he said like every director he asked in the next ten years that he talked to said that, oh yeah, I got offered that too, but I just couldn't do it. And like, <laughs> Jeff Burns got the fucking script, hated it. Talk even when he asked Gunner to do it, they talked about how much they fucking hated the script and how it didn't make sense. There's just a new family. Well, they fucking that. they turned uh, they turned a couple of people down. I can't remember exact names. But they turned a couple of people down because they they uh, thought the script was too brutal. They're like it's too brutal, so they turned that down for the director job. But they offered it 
Tom Savini got offered it to direct. To direct. To direct. Tom Savini directed ever? Tom Savini has directed. uh, Steve will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I want to say Tom Savini directed uh, Night of Living Dead 1990. Oh, okay. He directed that, which is actually a fucking phenomenal film. He's done a couple of films I can't remember, but like smaller things, I think. I love Tom Savini. I just, yeah, I didn't know he ever directed. I just liked his. They also offered it to Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson got offered to run. I do remember hearing that, yeah. Which, honestly, that... Because it was like... Is it around the time of Dead Alive? Yeah. That yeah. was going to be around that same fucking time frame. That probably would have been really sweet. Uh, Steve, no disrespect question, to, question to, for you here since you just walked back in. Because uh, I can't... I'm blanking. Night of Living Dead 1990. Tom Savini, director. Yes? Yes. Yes. He got offered the director for uh, Texas Chainsaw 3. And he turned it down. He turned it down. So did Peter Jackson. Oh wow, I didn't know that. I remember um, I was I was watching the documentary and uh, Robert Burns, who was the art director in, in one, made all the masks and made all the, the sets, and mm-hmm. he was real uh, disappointed in Tom Savini's mask for two because it was just so it looked like Tom Savini made it. It didn't look like Leatherface made it, you know. Which is the big difference between one and two, you know? It's like one is 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 perfectly to the bone, like like it has its jokes here and there, like we said, but it's real, like it's in your face and it's scary. And two is just like well, totally they they went a different direction with two. They intentionally intentionally went, went the, jokey and came yeah, in, which is awesome. You yeah, know, it's it. I I I like I like how it it. Just showed a different side of it, and and it makes you go back to almost the first one and check out all the little jokes hidden in there. Dude, it's like total dark humor. It's dry dark humor in one. Yeah. The shit you see, but it's there is humor there. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, did you ever notice Toby Hooper in the second one? That his cameo. He walks by with the beer can. He's fucking got the fucking red jacket on. Yeah, this is like Texas Longhorns or something. Yeah, like he's got like I think he's got like he's got he has a head like the fucking Longhorn hat on. I just noticed that the last time I watched it. Yeah. One thing too, I never noticed too that uh, Grandpa kills everybody. I didn't know this that before that Grandpa throws the hammer that hits Leatherface. Leatherface goes in the ground, which hits Drayton, and then Drayton lets go the grenade and blows everybody up. I never noticed that Grandpa threw that one hammer, and really Grandpa kills everybody at the end of two. It took me like eight times to watch that movie to realize. <laughs> I must have just sneezed every time he threw that hammer. But, I, yeah, like, yeah, Grandpa kills everybody in two. Dude, and also Ken Fourier. He gets his ass fucking like his head gets he basically gets destroyed in the swamp. Like, oh yeah, sawed. yeah, yeah. That he comes he, back. He was supposed to die there. Yeah. They tested it, and everybody loved his character. So after they wrapped, totally wrapped, yeah. director leaves. Yeah. The studio's like, we're gonna film a new ending, and Ken Foray is coming back. <laughs> So he shows Everybody up. Gets chainsawed in he the shows head. up with just like in a little like a little cut on his head. He's like, "Yeah, let's go." And him and her drive off in the end of the movie. That scene where he dies, he's straight up like obliterated with a fucking chainsaw. Oh yeah. Like and they fucking like they're just like ignoring it, it and then he just comes see. up with like a cut. 
And he's like, yeah, it is kind of hard to see because it's really dark. But they, yeah, if you really look at it, like, yeah, he gets a chainsaw out of the middle of his head. Yeah. And then comes back. Yeah, let's get out of here. The thing is, like, <laughs> yeah, so when he comes back, like, the cut isn't even on the middle of his head. It's, like, on the side. Yeah. And it's just a little cut. And he's just like, come on, girl. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I, I did really like, in 3, the tribute to the hitchhiker with the creepy um, gas station worker. And he's spying on the girl's bathroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's taking pictures like the hitchhiker was. He was kind of a good little, um, you know, homage to the hitchhiker and that. There's little hints and stuff of, you know, homage to the first and second one here and there. Which I think through almost ever, all of them, they kind of throw it. Honestly, we're not going to get into it yet because I'm going to go over the soundtrack for three. But I feel there's they throw in more... Huh, Homages to the first one in Next Generation. Oh yeah, there's so yeah. fucking many. Yeah. It's really, it's really similar. There's what the door. There's a shit ton. The, I mean, the door is a big thing in a lot of the movies. The, Your this, brother did to the door. Yeah, just the sliding door effect. They oh, bring that one back. too. Yeah, but they there's that line too. Up. Yeah. But okay, let's get to the fuck. Part three soundtrack. Laz Rocket. Yeah, Laz Rocket. Fucking Death Angel, Wrath, Sacred Reich, Wasted Use, Youth, Use, <laughs> Wasted Youth, Right, and Obsession. Obsession rules. Like, this is the fucking, like, most metal soundtrack for, oh, like, yeah, mainstream right. horror movie. Obsession was uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. Desperate to survive this Sleepaway Camp 2. Yeah. I remember Obsession. Uh, I saw Sleepaway Camp 2 when I was like 15 and I was at the skate shop. I was at launch. I was in the basement. They were watching Sleepaway Camp 2. I'd never seen it. And I remember, I remember uh, I've always wanted to watch them because I was like a big CKY fan when I was a kid too. And that was like, Can't, can't Kill Yourself was, was all about then homeboy from CKY game. married fucking Felicia Rose. What? He did? Yeah. With Darren Miller, the one, main the, dude? Dude, one of the this dudes from CKY Miller. married fucking uh, Felicia Rose. No shit. Yep. Talk about a dream come true if you're like a He's, big of a fan. He he quit CKY and started his own band called 96 Better Beings. Um, which was... Uh, like their hit song or whatever. So there's like two CKYs now. It's like Black Flag, but with CKY or <laughs> right. Terrorizer. Right. CKY. <laughs> but um, anyway, I saw Sleepaway Camp two. I never, I never saw one, or I've seen one since then. But I saw two at the skate shop. It was in the basement, and I fucking <laughs> when they when she she the porta potty scene. Mm-hmm. I uh, was watching it and I was like, I fucking like, cause you guys have a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I just like go in the back. I didn't puke, but I dry heat for about like six or seven minutes. Pretty rough. And I was like, oh my god, that's so gnarly. And like, yeah. I like kind of was like, I don't want to watch that movie for a while. Like, I kind of like it, but I don't want to watch this. <laughs> Dude, for a the while. first time I saw that movie was in sixth grade. Uh, my friend had a sleepover for his birthday. And his mom, we went to the video store, and, like, we were going through the horror aisle, and we saw that 
movie, and the cover is her with the. She has like the sack over her shoulder, and it has like yeah. Freddy's glove, a chainsaw, a machete, and Jason's mask. Yeah. And our, in our like six year old minds, we're like, oh, this is going to have like every oh, horror no, thing yeah. in it. And that's the first time we watched that movie, it was in, like sixth grade. That would have been really sweet if they did that in the 90s. If they had like a, a Jason Freddy leather face. Fucking triple threat match. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, early 90s, there was already the rumors going around about like Freddy vs. Jason. It was like early 90s. Yeah. I, I, like those rumors floated forever. I remember when they were talking about Freddy versus Jason and the like when the movie was going to come out. I and then like, when Jason came, Michael came, Myers is going to come out and interfere in the match. And yeah. <laughs> when Jason goes to hell came out and the fucking hand, now Freddy Claw comes yeah, up, grabs it. Everybody, movie, that, yeah. And everybody's mind was like, Freddy versus Jason is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and then that movie came out and I'm like, this is fucking shit. Ten years Ten later. Ten years later. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a fucking shit movie. Yeah. The there fuck was, you guys do? Uh, Jason vs. Leatherface comics. Yeah, they got and I've, uh, which I don't have. Neither do but I. I really want to own. They uh, you you can buy the whole set for. I do have Texas Chainsaw comics, but they're unfortunately only the remakes comics. Oh, I got the first three. I, I don't have. I got the I, Leatherface comics. I have the. I have a poster. For the old Leatherface comics, but I do not have any of the old ones. That's that's next to my list is the Jason vs. Leatherface comics and the original four Leatherface comics. Yeah, I got the I got the three. I still need the fourth. Yeah, and I want the Jason Leatherface comics, but they were like a hundred. If you buy the whole set, you can usually find them between like eighty to hundred. Eighty to hundred, yeah. Something seventy sometimes. It's like uh, all right. Came out ninety five. They only did like so many runs. Whatever. Uh, so yeah, did you want to touch on fucking next generation? I'll touch on everyone. See, I, yeah, you. I think you I have know, this. You I have this bird in your head. Next generation. I had to rewatch, but I got some notes on it. No, I mean, I, I could, I need to watch. That's probably the one I need to watch again the most. I, I could tell you that's the. Just don't make me want to watch 3D again. I no, like it, no. but I, I don't want to watch that one too much. Okay, so we'll go into next generation. Um, McConaughey. McConaughey. He, kill, he does do a great job. I will say, like, people will give this movie a shit ton of hate, and it, I'm not saying it's not without merit, but I'm going to say I don't think it's as bad as everybody makes it out to be. I think it's better than three, maybe. I mean, it has this point, but it's... Oh, dude, the acting in this, especially the first half, is fucking atrocious. Yeah, but... Like, like you okay? No, you just you just watched your friend get her head crushed by a dude with a mechanical leg, and your reaction was like, "Why did you do that? Oh my god, what are (laughs) what are we doing? I don't know." Some people get real high on prom night, dude. Can you just can you just let me go now? Everything you say is from a movie. <laughs> it's a it's a quote from a movie. It has to be. But like ever, like the acting is just really bad. That's the one thing I will say. The acting is just atrocious. But there are parts like chunks of this movie. Renee's leg malfunctioning and shit is hilarious. It's and great. we're yeah, but Renee hey, Zellweger and him are like having the battle with the remotes for his leg. Dude, that's great. I, 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 <laughs> it's is it, you can't. I, I can understand why it gets a lot of hate. It's still really funny, and and it's it's. I don't know. There's 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 shitty horror movies, but there's there's 
there's that sh- it can be really bad and I can still really like it, dude. You know you, what I mean? I, there's those movies out there. The uh, Texas is no it is. I can't not like a Texas movie. Leatherface is just such a, a character to me that it's hard. It can't. It, it's hard to fuck up for me. I don't get. I'm not one of those horror fans. I guess that gets too attached where it's like it has to be my way and it better be like this. I like I like to pe- see other people run with it and see what they do with it. And they all they three four all the remakes they have their own ways of telling the story and the old, the as farther they go along the shittier they get pretty much but they do that's almost any fucking yeah, any, any of the big series the yeah. more they went on the shittier they got except Jason X it was awesome that was horrible that was fucking <laughs> atrocious <laughs> dude but do you know do you that's, know that's our Texas 3D yeah <laughs> uh, the director for Next Generation he intended this to be the real sequel to the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre I don't know about that. Well, my whole thing is Sorry to when that. Toby Hooper when Toby <laughs> Hooper did Toby Hooper did the second one. And yeah, he, like, like so how like it's not like some like other dude picked up the second one and like I'm doing the second one like and he comes in like well this is gonna be the real sequel. No, the original director <laughs> from the fucking first one did the second one. That's the real sequel. Whether you like how he did it or not, that's the fucking real sequel. Yeah. Like, I get, I kind of get, I think, where he was going with. We're like, no, I want to do, like, a straight up, like, they went more funny and kept it 14 years in the whatever. I would be serious. We want this to be, like, a serious, like, this is a fucking sequel to the original. But they failed at that. How many times did they do that, though? They did that with, what, 3D? Like, yeah. They did that, and they did that again with the new one. With, where the, it was it like was a, a prequel. Prequel. So it was like an adult. There was two prequels and two sequels. Three, three sequels. Yeah. No. There was there was two sequels and then the real sequel and then another there, sequel to the, the sequel. The beginning. <laughs> yeah. So there's and then well the next generation is a remake slash sequel almost. There's so many. So it's like double. Yeah. And then 2003 is a remake. And then the beginning. And then the beginning, which is a prequel to the remake. And then there's 3D, which is a sequel to the original. And then there's Leatherface, which is a prequel to the original. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. Dude, I kind of want to get like, in. It's like, it's like Alien, Aliens, Alien 3. <laughs> what the fuck? How does that work? First Blood, First Blood Part 2, Rambo, Rambo, Rambo 3. three. <laughs> How the fuck does that work? All great movies. You have knives from all of them. Yeah, I lost my four, though. What? I, I Dude, I moved out. when I, li- I lived a block away from you. I had all four. And one of my roommates must have stole the fourth one. If anyone- Which is... The least, the one I would want to lose the most out of all of them, because one, two, and three are the best knives. But all I remember, because you showed me all of them, you had them, and it was, yeah, it was basically like it was, it was, it was first blood. It was cool. First blood, twelve inches long. Lost it too, but first blood, twelve inches long. First blood two, Rambo is like. Almost twenty four inches no, long. No, three. <laughs> like, one three and two. Is. No, one and two are the same. 
I just remember you showing me these knives, and it went from being a fucking hunting knife to a machete shape like a hunting knife. It's a Bowie. The the first two are hunting knives. They're both, I think, what was it, like eight inch, eight or nine inch blades and a five inch handle, and then the, the three is a Bowie knife, and it's got a what, a five inch handle and a thirteen inch blade. Yeah, that mm. thing was a fucking. That's the monster. <laughs> That's three, a fucking sword. Three is the fucking <laughs> crocodile Dundee. That's not a knife. <laughs> fucking right. knife. Like. That's that's the one right there. Three yeah. is cool. Three is the best. The, fir- the first two have little uh, screw off like emergency kits with like a match and like a surgical. Did they have a compass on the end? Compass. I had one's an got actual- a compass. One's got like a I don't know some some shit in the box. I actually had the legit commando knife of that. Yeah, my dad took it away because I had it when I was like twelve. Yeah, I got it from my cousin and he found it and just I took forget it from the me. the guy who made Gil Hibben or something was the guy who designed those knives. He made he made the first three and then four was somebody else's. No, no, three might have made four. Is four is four bigger than three? Four and three are the same technically lengthwise, but three has a longer blade. Four. Oh, has, they, four has a longer handle. Okay. But four looks cool because it's like a machete you made. Like, you know, he made it like his, his own machete in the fourth one. Which four, <laughs> speaking really, of dude. horror and gore, four has so much gore in it. Like, you shooting up the, the back of the. There's like a truck full of fucking. Uh, where, where are they? They're in Burma. So they're Burmese fucking. I don't know, whatever they are. Commandos. Commandos or whatever. Just he gets hit with the fucking big. What are those big bullets? The uh, fifty cal. You hit with a fifty cal in his arm from the from those big machine guns, and just turns around, just like two seconds. So like, oh, that hurt, and then just lights up like twenty people in the back of a truck. There's like wings just flying everywhere. Just, <laughs> Dude, you there's get, like you there's get like hit a, by a fifty cal. First off, you're not staying in your no, feet. No, his arm's right? gonna be gone. Like no, he gets hit right here. Like, his arm would be gone body. and he'd spin. His whole body yeah. would spin. Like he just was like, stop. <laughs> Fucking ah, that's then, amazing. There's like a there's a scene in that movie where like. They're like they're coming in and terrorizing the whole village, and this dude just rips a baby out of this lady's hand and just throws it in the fire. Like, what? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You've never seen it? I've never seen the new Rambo. I honestly have not dude, seen the new so Rambo. Hard. It's not even new. This is like ten years old. Yeah. Bro. Well, at this point, it's the new Rambo. The newest. It's oh, like yeah. it's like we're Steve. Rambo. It's oh. like we're Steve was saying six, the new Bong River. He was oh, sixty years old. <laughs> we're gonna roll it back to two thousand twelve. He was literally sixty years old though when he filmed that. Which dude. Is, if you can take a fifty cal at sixty years old, <laughs> more power to you. then you, you live to gut the enemy on a hill and watch his fucking inner. Oh yeah, the innards, dude. That was oh, a good one. So, so much good gore in that movie. Very underrated Rambo. Yeah, Rambo Four is up there with Rambo One. Like, I agree. Right. The, like the, right, I gotta check it out now. Two and All three right. were sweet with the fucking the the explosive arrows and shit. Great, but they're all good. But the sound effects four, with the explosive arrows. That's four what's up. Was the shit. Four four was sweet. Four ruled. The story was kind of boring, but the gore made up for it. Yeah, it was good. 
since you brought it up, the sound effects on the arrows in part two, like just like. <laughs> the, what's even better though? Gold, man. It's even better. Weird Al in UHF as Rambo. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I do. That's way better than all the Rambos. <laughs> oh, yeah. call me, hey, when you guys are doing the UHF review, call me back. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there for, for that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that. I think that might be it. I think we yeah, touched on it all. I think we. I think. I think we uh, touched on. We fucking touched on shit. We touched on everything. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I got plenty of notes left. We might have to do, do a part two. You want to go over your notes? Let's, what do you got left? Let's All go right. over that. Well, I guess there's a couple things that I wanted to bring up about one. Yeah. Um, mainly, I'm I don't know. I'm really stoked on on Robert Burns, which with the art direction. I want to go kind of sink back into him mm-hmm. a little bit. And um, one thing that I thought. Or a bunch of things that I thought were really cool that he brought to the whole. Thing. I mean, he was he made the mask, he made the whole set, he made the whole house, he made everything that made that movie as creepy as it is, minus the um, the sounds, which was all Toby and um, a man named uh, I think it was Wayne Bell. Toby and Wayne would experiment with with, with um, sounds and music and stuff and created a lot of the really eerie stuff, which was a big thing in the film too. Was was just the you know like you said before, Steve, just the sounds and and the mm-hmm. of all of it was really added to the to the um, scariness I think of the movie and just how you know, I don't know nobody was really making. I feel like the the sounds like that too. Like I don't know, um, which is cool. That it's cool that Toby, Toby and the one of the main sound guys in the movie were the ones who did all the uh, what's it called foley work or or um, the score, just the score and just the the all the sound the sound effects for the movie. And, oh, the sound effects and everything. And everything yeah. and but back to Robert Burns. Uh, and um, another, uh, what was her name? Um, uh, Dorothy Pearl. Um, she did the makeup too. And um, she, she had a lot. To, him and her got together a lot with the set in the fact that um, all the dead animals and bones. Um, it would be either stuff that Robert Burns would go and find late night after the shoots. He would, uh, you know, everybody else goes to bed and wakes up. He would just stay up all night and go out and find different bones. They would find cattle bones from different, um, back in the day, they used to pick up your dead cattle. Um, they would actually pay you like five bucks a cattle. You know, five bucks a carcass for your cattle, and then it got to the point where uh, they would just do it for free. Um, and then it got to the point where you had to pay to get rid of your cattle. So most farmers, especially out in Texas, would just pick a corner of their farm and put all their dead there. 
So he would go at night and look for those farms that would do that and just leave their cattle on the, their dead cattle in the corner and go pick out the bones and skulls and everything. And then mm-hmm. um, Dorothy Pearl, who did all the makeup, was also working at a veterinary place at the same time as filming the movie in Austin. And so she had all the hookup on these old uh, animal boneyards so they could get more exotic bones. They could get monkey bones and chicken legs and all types of different animals where they, you know, um, Robert Burns was only getting the cattle. So a lot of the set too, um, they would have dead, actual dead animals throughout the set too, just laying around. Mm-hmm. I heard Which that. is really gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stench was so bad. The stench was bad. And they, 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 uh, when they were filming the dinner scene, it yeah. was one of the last days, yep. and it's 120 degrees in their house. It's during the day, but they're it's like they're filming at night, so they have all the, the windows covered up. It's 120 degrees in the house. The, you know, the, the stench is horrible. They only went the same clothes for 30 days. You know, they filmed the whole thing in 32 days. This is one of the last scenes. They're filming it right at the end before they did, like, the truck scene. Dude, the fucking um, uh, grandpa. He only he did wake makeup once, and then he he said like I I'm never doing I'm not doing this again. Yeah, so we're doing all my scenes right now. He's like, permanently scarred for life. So he, from that thirty two uh, hours, too. thirty two hours Dugan, he fucking Dugan, like chilled. Dugan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's nineteen year old kid at the time. He was. Yeah. Um. Um. He was permanently scarred from the makeup. I, that, that's what they said. I don't know if they were uh, that was tongue in cheek or whatever when they were saying that, but like like when they were talking about it, like yeah, like he was in that ship for so long that yeah, he's like permanently scarred. Uh, no, back to the dead animals. So that scene where they're filming that's one of the last days. They're trying to get rid of all these dead animals that they have on the set, and the uh, so the burning of the dead animals was so bad. And like they're trying to film all this in 120. It's one of the last. They had a 30. They all say different times, but it's like uh, in between 32 and 38, or 27 and 38 hour shoot. They said for the uh, the one the dinner scene, which is one of the last days. Mm-hmm. It's like insane. A, over like a day and a half of just straight filming the same scene, in that which. When you watch the movie, you get I I get lost in that scene every time because it's it's longer than you think sometimes and like you just get like you you start to feel like Sally like you're trapped in this dinner with these crazy fools. Oh, but um, anyway, back to those dead animals. The um, Dorothy Pearl, the makeup lady that got a lot of the dead animals. She worked at the veterinary clinic. She was constantly injecting these animals with formaldehyde to keep the scent down. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. And uh, one day she was doing it, and she punctured through her own leg and injected formaldehyde into her own leg during yeah. the filming of this. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> Can you imagine? You bond yourself yeah. by stealing... Not stealing, but but getting dead animals from your vet job to go work at your second job as a, a movie makeup artist, and you're on and part of your makeup artist job is to eject dead animals with formaldehyde, and then you eject yourself. <laughs> Mad props nice. to Dorothy Pearl. I'm sure she doesn't get name dropped too often. No, I probably not. Uh, at all. That's she got formaldehyde 
in the sake of filming this movie <laughs> and that's pretty cool um dude fucking uh edwin neal hitchhiker yeah yes he's uh he said that uh the dinner scene filming that was the worst time of his life <laughs> and he has been in vietnam and had people trying to kill him so there's that uh, <laughs> another uh, scene uh, with 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 uh, Drayton when he's slapping Sally with a broom. They had to do that for hours and hours and hours because he was afraid of hurting her. And like she went out of that scene with black eyes and shit. Because like by the end of it, he had to really do it because they were like, "Dude, we got to get this take. Like you're you're, you're holding back. Like you really got to fuck her up." <laughs> and. <laughs> To the end of it, like he did, and he's yeah. like, he, like uh, Marilyn Burns, like she felt so bad for him because he felt so shitty about it, and like didn't want to hurt her. And stuff. That's the but, thing, man. Like you're like actor and actresses, and like you're an actor who's trying to like you have to do a role like that, but you have like almost like empathy. I mean, they're trying to like a little bit. Like, she's you, like you don't want to like totally beat this fucking. Chick. She's trying to do like the wrestling, you know, the fake punches and stuff. And they're like, no, we can tell it's fake. You like, you really got to fucking hit her, dude. And there's, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm this old man. Like, this, it was like, a broom though. Still though, he's like, he's an actor. They they only hired him for like a week. He's like some random old man actor. Like, you know, it wasn't like uh, he wasn't like into the horror scene and into like this cr- like crazy shit like. Just some actor from Austin, you know. But he got like, two roles out of it. He was in part two. Oh, dude, one of the great, <laughs> hands down, one of the greatest actors in the in the franchise. You can't mm-hmm. Drayton, man. He's in two. He shines so hard in oh, two. One of those hard shelled. Oh, what the fuck does he say? When she fucking eats it at the the chili kickoff. It's all on the meat. Can't don't skip on the meat. Yeah, she's like eating it, and she. Oh, he's, something. He's like, oh, shoot, it's like a tooth. And he's yeah. like, oh, it's one of those hard shell uh, fucking uh, peppercorns or something. Yeah, pepper. That's it. Yeah. One of those hard shell peppercorns. Yeah, it's a it's fucking, a fucking tooth. tooth. <laughs> Dude, uh, he's. Uh, I think did he just pass recently too? Yeah, yeah. It's the did. thing is, a lot of people in Texas just passed within the last five years. Gunner, Maryland. Uh, Robert Burns, who directed all the sets, he passed in the past five years. Toby, so many people have passed, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's that a big influence the first one. I think Kim's still around, The you know, when there was a writers. Uh, Franklin's, I think, passed now. Uh, Has he? I haven't heard about that one. I think he did. I'm not, I could be wrong. Um, but I think with Jerry and Pam... Or, and Kirk are still alive. And then um, the makeup lady. Um, and then random sound crew guys. But yeah, no, like most of the majority of the main cast and big crew behind the film. Yeah, crew. Are all oh, shit, now, man. Within the past few years. I mean, it makes sense. Fucking 74. Yeah, forty years ago. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a long time ago. I wish I could have met uh, like Gunner. Trying to think, was he ever at? He had. I think he was at one. Of, he had to have been at one of the horror houses. He, he might have been. I think um, he was. 
that's the one thing. Like I'm like we go. Me and Steve are always going to like Sin Wasteland and Horrorhound, but I'm not big on meeting celebrities because I don't like that whole like awkward. I like I like worship you and I'm your huge fan, and then I don't also like and along that. with that and also the the like awkwardness of yeah, like the shit you did, and you're just you did what that and yeah. Can you just sign this? Like I don't know. Like I don't like the awkwardness to it either. But it's yeah. like it's like a mixture of both. I like, hate it, but I would do it for Gunner. Yeah, I, I did. Texas is such a big deal to me. Yeah, that it's I did it for all this. this we, I ended up going. One of the first horror hunts I went to was they did a full Suspiria reunion, and I got all that shit signed because I'm like, there's no fucking way I'll ever see these people again. <laughs> like, that's never yeah, happening. Right. They're fucking from Italy, so I got all that stuff signed. But I'm not big on like seeing celebrities and yeah. being fucking like. No, it's just it's, it's I think it's overrated too. Yeah. Like I've met like it, through that I've met people at like the bar, or just been they've been walking around hanging out like after hours, and we just like that's kind of cool. had some that's drinks bullshitted, cooler, and it's just but, been like whatever that was, and that's like that was fucking cool. Like that's way cooler than any of that other. Met so and so just outside having a fucking drink, and that was that. And then like instead of I waited at their line and paid twenty five dollars at the table to get a fucking picture. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know, man. Anything else? I know I'm, uh... I think I'm tapped out. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I could talk about sex this for eight years. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it's like your... It's like your fucking big thing. It's my only thing. <laughs> Highly past your only thing. But, no, <laughs> I'm, uh... I'm glad you guys had me. This was fucking really cool. Oh yeah, dude. Um, uh, if you ever want to do part two, oh man, this is a. Uh, See, I feel like a positive thing because Mike also said if we want to have him back, he'd come back. I agree. That's a good thing. Yeah. So that's two people in a row who uh, obviously don't hate us enough to not want to come back. I would love for you to have Mike back too because Mike is a, a great co-host. We'll just get you Absolutely. and Mike on the same yeah. one. You and Mike, same episode. I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm always done to talk. Mike on Mike stuff. So, no. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, thanks again for having me. Um, yeah, man. Fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the best franchise ever. Um, that's all I gotta say. Cool. Alright, man. All right, well, man. Uh, until uh, next time, guys. Thanks, Kirby. And, uh, yeah. Thanks, Kirby. Check out fucking Girth. And uh, until next time. Later on. See you guys.